daily digest of the who, what, and why of Waterloo Region. Welcome to Kitchener Today on City News 570. Seriously? <laughs> Is this what we're doing? Are you ready to rumble, Producer Polly? Miss Brittany Bordelon. <laughs> this this is what Brittany wanted to start the show with today. Come on, it's a classic. It's okay. Well, we're stepping into the ring. From 30 years ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> were you even born when this song came out? Um, it was like early 90s, 92. I was born, yeah, I was born in the early yeah. 90s. This song was on... I don't dan- know the exact year this song came out, but... This song was on Dance Mix 92. Really? I don't think they... I don't know. Do they still... Remember, much I don't know. Much music back when they actually played music. Mm-hmm. Used to release every year like a, like a mega mix, like a compilation CD yeah. or cassette tape even. I had the cassette tape of Dance oh, Mix 92. Okay, I didn't have the cassette tapes. I did have the CDs though. I of did all, get them every year. Of all of the of, of all the hot songs from mm-hmm. the previous year and mm-hmm. that one was on it. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, 1990, I guess maybe 91 because if it appeared on Dance Mix 92, it probably would have come out in 1991. All right. So there you well, go. Well, you know what? If you don't if you don't like it, Polly, you can change it. You can change the song for tomorrow. We'll see what happens. We'll see if we get through today. Now, this <laughs> this is Kitchener Today mm-hmm. on City News 570. Now, yes. it, obviously, we're not Brian. And if you missed it last week, Brian has decided to leave radio. And we, we've, we stretched that out through the whole show la, uh, last week. But mm-hmm. it, So, producer Paulie, myself, and... Brittany. Brittany are filling in this week, and that's that's how the show is going to be for the next little bit. We are. My understanding is, for those who are interested, we're looking mm-hmm. for a new permanent host. But you know, with the way you know, putting up a job posting and doing interviews mm-hmm. and all everything, it may involved, take some time. It, I think you're looking at minimum three to four months. Mm-hmm. So, so we will have some guest hosts yeah, yeah, over yeah. the next uh, few weeks. Yeah, I've heard but some names. But this week they get us. For this week Woo! they get I've heard some names. I don't want to out anybody because mm-hmm. I don't know if it's confirmed. But for this <laughs> week it is producer Polly and Brittany. And um, I don't know. And that is the only way that we should refer to you is producer Polly. Just Paul, just Polly, not acceptable. <laughs> producer Polly, <laughs> right. always. That's right. I, 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 um, uh, I rule with an iron fist around yeah. here. Producer Polly, it is. So You're like the share of our station. Yes. So, uh, of course, phone lines are always open. I see the phone lines ringing now, so we'll see what happens. But uh, that's that's what's happening. Yeah. And now bear so, with us. You know, Polly and I have never done a full three-hour show. Just well, the two of us. I know, Polly, you've had some hosting opportunity. Well, years ago on this station, for a short time, we had a an evening talk show. It was mm-hmm. a three-hour evening talk show, and I was one of the rotating hosts on that show. So maybe over the course of the four months, I hosted maybe four or five shows. Okay. I've never hosted three hours, four days in a row. 
So that is going to be interesting. <laughs> and and oh, this this past weekend, I, I kept going back and forth between I'm excited, I'm nervous. I'm, I'm excited, I'm nervous. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a bit of both right now. Yeah. Now that the microphone is on. So, Same. Yeah. So here we go. Kitchener today on City News 570. We have a call. Okay. Should we Uh-oh. dare pick this who up? Who is it? Should we dare pick this up? Well, you got to tell me who it is first. Well, we all know who it is. Let me, let me see. You can't see the screen, can you? No, I can't. Let me guess, or let you guess, if one person was going to call in, be our first call, who would it be? I'm going to go our ketchup friend, Kyle. You are <laughs> correct. Kyle, you're on the air. Go ahead. Guys, I love the intro. I love that Chicago Bulls thing. You guys got the, you guys are gonna nail it. For the- <laughs> Wait a second. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> That's, That's a Chicago the, Bulls. The Chicago thing? Bulls use that song. Yeah, that was like their intro back in the nineties. Mm, I'm thinking of a different song. It was by um, maybe they I, used I, that one. But I'm I, thinking I of uh, just a second. I gotta Google this. It was a different <laughs> song. It. it was the song by um, I can't remember the name. Went do 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 That was a Chicago Bulls song. Anyway, Kyle, go ahead. I'm sorry, Paul. You can can you do that again? I don't think I quite got the song. No. No, I just wanted to say that you guys got this. I love the intro already. You know, you guys don't be nervous. You know, just be yourselves as you guys are. You know, your good looks and personality is all all we need. Wow, Kyle, I don't think our good looks are going to help us on the radio. But thank you very much for that. No, no, but anyway. You guys got this, so be positive, all right, and have fun, okay? Thank you very much, Kyle. See, that's what everybody's been telling us. This you radio know. advice brought to you by Kyle from yes, Westwell. that's right. So, <laughs> um, now, I, in, on this show, you know, the first half hour is just a bunch of, you mm-hmm. know, whatever, and, you know, sometimes we talk about some of the different days that it is, right? Because yes. every day is something. It's something every, every day. Every day is something. So according to now my source, there's, there's a few different sites that chronicle these, uh, you know, these, 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 these crazy days. My go-to source is HolidayInsights.com. Oh, okay. I don't even know how I found I had that. I, no idea even such a site existed. Yeah, okay. there's like, I think there's like timeanddate.com. I don't know. There's a few different sites, but I don't know. HolidayInsights.com is my kind of go-to source. So today is Be Humble Day. Oh. So maybe that is... A sign for us. Maybe it. Maybe it. Humble is. ourselves. Yes. It is International World Thinking Day. Do we I, not think any other day? I, I guess not. Apparently not. <laughs> it's National Margarita Day. Oh, okay. Now, here's. I could get behind that. I think we should be celebrating right now. Yeah. That's where, not where, where can we have somebody bring us in some margaritas? I, I, I got to tell you something. I got a secret. Okay. I don't think I've ever had a margarita. What? I don't think so. Is that... Polly, have you ever been like down south or even celebrated like Cinco de Mayo? Or- no, I haven't. I've been I've been on a Caribbean cruise. And you never had a margarita? I don't... Like, does that have the salt around the rim? It, it can either be salt or sugar. Depends on I, your preference. And there's usually a piece of celery involved or am I thinking of no, something else? No, no. You're thinking of like a Caesar or a That's Bloody a Mary. Caesar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if my if, if my wife Marnie is listening. Maybe she would be able to confirm this because <laughs> I know I had never had a margarita prior to meeting her. Mm-hmm. But it's I don't think I've ever had one. Really? Yeah, I I don't think so. I don't think so. So today is Walk the Dog Day. 
or walking the dog down. Oh, well, you know Farwell's going to be participating in that. He, he goes on like three-hour walks with his two dogs. Now, shouldn't every day be walking the dog day? You, you would think. You gotta Although, I got to admit, I don't take Bear for a walk every day. Really? Well, like, it's cold out there. He's a bad walker. What do you mean you're a bad walker? You have four legs. No, How no, but he, like, he likes to pull on the leash. So we typically just let him go in the backyard and just go crazy back there. Really? All right. Polly, well, come on. I don't have a dog, so <laughs> okay, I don't know. Okay, so don't but even I just, judge. But it, it, it just seems that you're supposed to take your dog for a walk. That's a thing, right? Don't judge me. I don't know why today is International Walk the Dog Day. All right, to the phones once again. Steve, you're on the air. Go ahead. Hey, Brittany, producer Polly, just wanted to say welcome and uh, best of luck to you both. Thank, Thank you. you. And just so you know, uh, Polly, uh, you're looking for Sirius. That was yes. the Chicago Bulls theme song in the, uh, in the, the uh, 90s. Yes, Sirius that's the one I'm Al thinking Al of. Yep. Oh, right. thank you, Steve. <laughs> And your and your version was actually spot on if you use your imagination. <laughs> oh, thanks. I guess he liked my little my impromptu rendition of it. Do 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 do. Oh. <laughs> and, and now that you and if you listen to it, uh, you are spot on. Like, all right. Thanks very much, Steve. Much appreciated. Yes, it's called Serious. That's funny. so. And I can't. I'm glad he picked that up just based on. Uh, the sounds that you were making, because yeah. I'm going to be quite honest, Polly, I still cannot hear the song in my head that you were yeah, trying to I'll, sing. I'll play it for you after the show, oh, and maybe okay. Brent can find it or something like that. But <laughs> it's, there, there was a, years ago, there was an ever Did you ever watch Frasier? No, there was an I episode, didn't get into Frasier. The real, oh, it's about radio. You ha, everybody in radio has to watch Frasier at some point. Oh, well, but maybe there was, I'll give it a whirl now. But there was an episode where, I guess... The, the, the Frazier's father was trying to recall a song. Yeah, you know that song goes ba 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 ba. Oh yeah, it's perfectly <laughs> clear now, Dad. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Zoltan, you're on the air. Go ahead. Hey, another quickie here. You know, just uh, in consideration of Brian and in consideration of you, since it's your first show, perhaps you should play "Walk a Mile in My Shoes" by Tony <laughs> <Go> South. <laughs> you take care now, yeah. Thanks a lot, Zoltan. Now, today, Brittany, of course, what is today? What is the date? February 22nd. What year? 2022. Right. It's the day of twos. 2-2-22. And as my wife Marnie pointed out when I was chatting with her earlier today, it's a perfect day because we got two hosts here. Oh! So, February 2nd, 2022. Two hosts. Oh, that's awesome. On Kitchener Today on City News 570. Now, according to this, this is a milestone that will not occur for another 200 years. If you haven't noticed today's day, today is 2222, a once in a lifetime day where the dates numbers line up to 22222. Social media is buzzing, calling this remarkable occasion Tuesday. Tuesday. I can't Tuesday. say that right. Tuesday. But TWO, such as an experimental lineup with the numbers, won't take place again for another 200 years after that. Future generations of humans will have to wait another 20,000 years. Oh, my goodness. Before those numbers line up once again. That's crazy. So 2222. Interesting. Yeah. and That's pretty cool. Yeah. And okay. 
because people always say that, you know, with, with dates and stuff like that, that there something weird in the atmosphere is going to happen. Is there anything for this specific date? Uh, <laughs> no, nope, doesn't say so let here. Because <laughs> you know, there's always people, conspiracy theorists out there that say, you know, we'll take uh, December twelfth, two thousand and twelve, for uh-huh. example. Right? There was all these conspiracy theories that the world was going to end yes. and all that yeah, on December that date. December twenty first, twenty twelve. Mm-hmm. Right? Was yeah, it the twenty? No, I thought it was the 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 twelfth. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Anyway. Yeah, December 21st, 2012. But then there was the Y2K bug. Mm-hmm. Remember, everybody thought the world was going to end mm-hmm. on January 1st, 2000. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Interesting. 22. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> some, some cultures around the world, like, believe in numbers. I bet you there's mm-hmm. a lot of weddings happening today. Really? Because, on a Tuesday? Well, because it's 22, 22, 22, right? <laughs> and if there's a culture or something where two is a lucky number, you can... Bet your bottom dollar that there's a wedding happening today. Yeah. I guess it's one easy way of remembering your wedding date, right? Yeah, yeah, you're never going to (laughs) forget. All right. We'll be back in a few minutes. This is Kitchener Today on City News 570. Welcome back to Kitchener Today on City News 570. Producer Polly and Brittany sitting in with you this week. So, you know what? No, we haven't done yet. we got to talk about what's on the show. All right, Polly, what's coming up? I mean, we're bantering for the next 10 minutes, but, you know, there's guys that two and a half hours mm-hmm. after that. So, okay, so 2.30, we have our Tuesday Tech Spotlight, mm-hmm. which... We're going to all learn together. That might be what I'm most nervous about, because I'm like, I, I, I don't even know what some of these companies are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, they're right here they're, in our own region. They're right here in our own region. Mm-hmm. So we're going to find out, uh, we're going to talk to Jason Moore. He's the CEO of Route This. And so we're going to, I, I was reading a little bit about it before the show. Something to do with, uh, in the computer, you know, Wi-Fi, mm-hmm. connecting, helping out with Wi-Fi. So that's going to be cool. Uh, at one thirty, you may have heard this on the news this morning. The Ontario government announced this morning that they are going to do away with the license plate sticker fee. Now, this this was rumored. This kind of leaked out there mm-hmm. a few months ago, mm-hmm. or a couple yeah, of weeks ago. A yeah. couple of weeks ago, sorry. Mm-hmm. And so today they made the announcement official. So Mike Harris Jr. Uh, local MPP will be joining us to talk about that at one thirty. At 1 o'clock, um, you might have noticed over the weekend, you know, restaurants. Did you go out anywhere on the weekend? Uh, no. I was actually supposed to. I was supposed to go um, on Saturday to go to, I was supposed to travel from Stratford to Guelph for a uh, birthday and everybody was going out to the restaurant. But of course, that lovely winter storm that we had, yes. the road was actually closed to leave Stratford, so I didn't go anywhere. <laughs> right, but I, yeah, that, that storm on Saturday was... Uh, oh, gosh, it was wicked. I spent half the day shoveling. And the, the one pile next to my driveway is, is, is almost five feet tall. Oh, my goodness. So it's, 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 <laughs> it's almost as tall as I am. I, <laughs> I have no place to put the snow. But anyway, yeah, I went out to a couple of places over the weekend, ate out at a couple of restaurants, and it was, it was kind of weird that the restaurants were full. Mm-hmm. Like, like we're at 100% capacity now. Mm-hmm. So not 50%. It's, you know, they're still doing the, you know, the vaccine checks and all mm-hmm. that. But mm-hmm. it, it was kind of weird. 
in the two restaurants that I ate out at over the weekend to see a full yeah. packed house. It was to see life I'm, be normal, like pre-pandemic life. Now, mm-hmm. now, don't get me wrong. I'm glad to see. It. I'm, I'm, I love to see that things are back to normal. Been waiting way too long for this, but it was. It's been a long time since I've been in a restaurant where every seat is full. So at uh, 1 o'clock, uh, well, how do you say his name? Jody Pabalski? <laughs> Jody Palubiski. Palubiski. CEO of the Charcoal Group will we'll, join us. Will be joining us to talk about, you know, things opening back up and how things are going for the industry and uh, how things might look in the next, you know, few weeks, months, or even years. So, Mm -hmm. you know, how the pandemic has had an impact on the restaurant industry. And coming up in a few minutes, the the Canadian Silver Liberties Association has, um, they they have filed a a court or what, what do you call it? I have no idea. Where are you going? Like a lawsuit? Yeah, they're filing a lawsuit Mm -hmm. about the... um, In regards to the Emergencies Act. The Emergencies Act that was invoked. uh, Interesting conversation for sure. So that should be very, very cool. So yeah, again, Kitchener Today with producer Polly and Brittany. And we have a few minutes left here before we get to the news Mm -hmm. at 1230. But, you know, we're here this week and we're just, you know, we're curious... what would the listeners want us to cover? And like, like what do you want to hear for the next four days? So mm-hmm. uh, we do have time for a couple of phone calls if you want to call in now. 519-570-2545, out of town, 1-800-570-5715, and star 570, hands free. So it's, it's you know, if, if you, it, is there anything you'd like to hear that maybe mm-hmm. we haven't covered on the station before? Yeah. So, you know, it's it's an open week here, so um, yeah. Of course, we can we can book in whatever and talk about whatever we want, but yeah. you know, we want our listeners to be um, to to feel like they're being heard, and and you know, the topics that are pressing to them, we want to talk about them. That's too. right, and of course, the phone lines, as usual on this show, are always open. So mm-hmm. if you want to. You know, of course, we'll be taking phone calls all throughout the afternoon as we talk about the different things that we uh, just talked about. Now, we were just talking about before the break, the different, you know, the different days that it is, right? Mm -hmm. Because every day is a day. I don't know why this wasn't listed on HolidayInsights.com, but today (laughs) apparently is National Supermarket Employee Day. Oh. National Supermarket Employee Day. Well, it should be every day. Yeah, it should be. celebrate our supermarket employees all the time. That's right. According to this article, supermarket employees are a vital element of our supply chain and community. Mm. That's why Supermarket Employee Day on February 22nd is the time for the food industry to acknowledge employees at every level. You know what? We do have time for a quick call just before the news here. Bob, you're on the air. Go ahead. Hey, kids. How are you doing? Good. That's what it's like. It's like, oh, no. You know, Uncle Brian's gone. And even though he's a peer like myself, an old folk. But, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be hard, you know, when the doctor retires and the kids are running the asylum. <laughs> That's kind of what it feels like. <laughs> exactly like that. Oh, Thanks, no. Bob. <laughs> what am I going to talk to these kids about? You know, I don't even remember Mary Tyler Moore or Cheers. <laughs> My <Yeah>. God. <laughs> It's going to be tough, but I think we'll muddle. Well, it'll be great. I'm looking forward to this week. So, and you know, you know, to see what happens going yeah. forward. Mm-hmm. Bob, cool. is there any conversations you want us to have this week? Ay ay ay! Pick one, anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you got to help anything us. Come on, get that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, uh, Ford, what the, the license plate stickers? Yeah. 
you know what? He's going back to the old days again where we used to bring our whole plate in every couple of years and give him five bucks. <laughs> and they just give us a brand new license plate with a different color on it. That's the way it used to be, but I think he's going oh. go back to that. Yeah. So the license plates would literally change color every year, yep. so that's how they knew if they were up to date. And they would be a little stamp of the year up in the corner. You know, oh, whether it be wow. 62 or 65 or right. 71. I didn't you know, know that. Oh, yeah. You'd bring them right in, take them off your car and bring it in. And if you didn't have a wrench, they'd have one there for you. All right. I know. Cool. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks, Bob. Thanks, Bob. All right. All right. We're going to go to the news, and we'll be back in just a few minutes. This is Kitchener Today on City News 570. Welcome back to Kitchener Today on City News 570. Producer Polly and Brittany in with you from noon to three all week long. Well, there have been two court challenges have been filed over the use of Justin Trudeau's uh, use of the Emergencies Act, which, of course, we heard about uh, last week. Two separate legal challenges were filed Thursday against the federal liberal government's uh, invocation of the Emergencies Act by these uh, civil rights organizations accusing Prime Minister Justin Trudeau of uh, setting a dangerous precedent by invoking the act for reasons that they say fall very short of the necessary legal thresholds. Now, Cara Zwiebel, uh, she is the director of the, pardon me, (laughs) director of the Fundamental Freedoms at the Canadian Civil Liberties Association. Cara, thanks for joining the show today. Hi, thanks for having me. Well, what was the, um, uh, 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 do you know what the original intent of the Emergency Act was when it was originally created in 1987? Um, well, I mean, there's a, a long, um, a longer history that goes back to, you know, the, the War Measures Act and when uh, that was invoked during the, the FLQ crisis and some very serious concerns about um, the the overreach that uh, that, that act allowed for. And so the, the Emergencies Act was a way to, to try and modernize sort of the creation of these um, extraordinary powers. And um, there was certainly an intention to, to make the threshold high and to allow for um, oversight by both Parliament um, and, you know, to, to allow for inquiries after the fact. So, um, and to ensure that charter rights are um, are respected even during times that might be said to constitute an emergency. Now, do you, I, I'm assuming that you don't feel the um, that, that the act being invoked was necessary last week. No, I mean, we're, our challenge is, is, you know, based on the, the idea that, that, first of all, the thresholds under the Act were not met to, to invoke the legislation. And, and secondly, that the, the powers that were created under the declaration of, of the um, state of emergency are, are overly broad and have, a, a, you know, um, an impact on rights and freedoms that is, um, that is very concerning. It's, it's you know, it... it it's legislation that applies across the country, and um, and and the idea that we have, you know, a state of emergency because of um, protest activity is also something that is, um, you know, it is concerning in a democratic society where we um, we certainly recognize that there are rights, there there are limits to to protest, um, but but 
we also recognize how important protest is. And, and so using emergency powers in response to a protest is, is something that we are, you know, anxious about. Uh, now, what is the most concerning part for the Canadian Civil Liberties Association uh, with, you know, what, um, you know, the most concerning part about this legislation and what we've seen over the last few days? Um, you know, it, there, there's, I mean, there's quite a, a number of, of a different pieces here that are of concern. I guess the, the first is really, um, it's just the fact of invoking the act. Um, you know, the idea that this is, uh, that this was an emergency that um, could not be dealt with by any other law, in our view, is, is not um, accurate. Um, we, we think that we do have ample laws that, um, you know, could have dealt with the, the situation, particularly the situation in Ottawa. Um, and so, you know, that very sort of preliminary important threshold question is, I think, something that we want courts to take uh, a close look at. Um, we think that that's something that the government should be, um, you know, subject to scrutiny on. Now, with these uh, court challenges, do you know what kind of a time frame we might be looking at? Like, are we talking a few days, a few weeks, or maybe even a few months before this finally works its way through the courts? We're, we're certainly looking to to expedite this, um, and um, but but what exactly that means, I, it, it's hard to know. I think we're, um, you know, I, I don't anticipate it will be a matter of days, but um, my hope is that is that. We're more in the weeks sort of range. Um, it will also depend. I know that there have been, you know, a, an announcement that um, the province of Alberta intends to challenge the invocation. I understand Saskatchewan is also considering doing that. So there's a possibility that a number of the challenges will become uh, joined. And, and so then there'll be a need to try and coordinate timetables. But obviously we, um, you know, we acted quickly because this is something that takes immediate effect and that has immediate impacts on individuals. And so we'd like to get it before the courts as, as quickly as we can. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. I think I heard Alberta Premier Jason Kenney over the weekend say that if the House did vote, which they did in favor last night, that they were going to uh, sign on or at least endorse uh, your court challenge. Has that happened yet? Um, I don't. I don't know. Um, I, I, I frankly also just sort of getting <laughs> getting up to speed on on the latest. So um, I, I don't think we've heard directly from um, lawyers for the province, but it's possible that our our outside lawyer has, and I'm just uh, not aware of it yet. And are you worried that you know the cre- the use of this act, as we've seen over the last week, that this is going to set a a precedent? in the future that maybe might spill over into other protests from other uh, groups? Absolutely. I think the, the idea, you know, the concern here is that um, there's something lacking in our, you know, in the rest of our legal infrastructure to deal with um, a protest, even, you know, very disruptive protest activities. Um, and we, we don't believe that's the case. And certainly if it is the case, then the answer would be to, you know, introduce and debate legislation to deal with some of those problems, not um, to invoke these extraordinary powers where you um, you do have an opportunity to, to bypass the parliamentary process, at least for a few days. Now, you know, in, in a lot of circumstances, a few days wouldn't matter much. But of course, in these circumstances, um, there's a good argument that 
really the emergency powers to the extent that the government argues they are needed are have sort of been spent. They've, they've done what they were trying to do. They've, uh, you know, disassembled the blockades in Ottawa. Um, and so is there a point in continuing to have a state of emergency? And, and the, the further we get from sort of the, the reason why the Emergency Act was invoked in the first place, the um, the more tenuous the connection becomes. And I mean, we've already seen with, with you know, the invocation of states of emergencies because of the, the pandemic, that um, there is the potential for states of emergencies to become um, entrenched, right? We, we've, in, in many provinces across Canada, we've had states of emergencies for, for close to two years. And, and so we are worried about, you know, what this means and this kind of departure from our normal democratic process where we have, you know, debates that happen and laws that are passed after scrutiny by, um, by legislators. So now the House has moved uh, to, you know, endorse or continue the Emergencies Act. This now goes to the Senate. My understanding is the Senate will be voting on this, I think, at 2 p.m. today. Do we know what would happen if the Senate turns it down? I believe in order for the um, for the state of emergency to to remain in place, both houses have to um, have to approve of it. So I, I think that if the Senate turns it down, um, it would the, the state of emergency would you know would cease to be in effect. But um, I, I should say I, I, I I'm not 100 percent sure about that. All right, cool. Um, All right, me. I, I just said cool. I just you know, I just thought that maybe you might know. I because I was wondering myself. So I I should know if I um you know what I I had been on uh, I picked a. A bad time to go on holiday last week, so I'm playing a lot of catch up, and my my colleagues are doing their best to catch me up on everything that I've missed. But um, uh, so I'm, I'm looking at the act, but I do believe that um, that each house has to has to approve of uh, of the state of emergency in order for it to continue. All right, we'll find out at 2 p.m. today. Cara, thanks very much for your time today. Thank you. Thank you, Cara uh, Zwiebel. She is the uh, Director of Fundamental Freedoms at the Canadian Civil Liberties Association. So I want to open up the phones. What are your thoughts over what we saw in Ottawa over the weekend? Uh, you know, police forces from all over the province, and I think all over Canada, uh, were brought in to help assist Ottawa police in getting uh, some of the protests out there. So I'm curious, what, what are your thoughts? 519-570-2545. Uh, 1-800-570-5715 and star 570 from your phone. You can also email me, uh, paulh at 570news.com. I think that one would still work. So anyway, yeah, paulh at 570news.com. What are your thoughts over what we saw over the weekend? And, you know, I, I, I hate to... You know, I don't. I don't want to have to preface this. I've always been somewhat sympathetic to what we've seen in Ottawa because look, people are tired, right? It's been two years. You know, we were told, you know, two weeks to flatten the curve, and we're coming up on two years. So I, I understand the the frustration. There's a lot of frustration in this country. Now, I want to preface this. I'm. I was not a fan of the border blockades. That we've seen. Is there still, Brittany, do you know, is there still stuff happening at Coates, Alberta? 
Uh, that's a good question. I'm going to have to actually look that, that one up. That seemed to be the last one that, that we were kind of waiting on. And, you know, so I'm not a fan of the, the border blockades, particularly the bridge in, uh, mm-hmm. in Windsor. Because you know, a lot of people don't know this. That's a private bridge. So obviously, you know, the land on either side of the bridge is, you know, the actual border crossing mm-hmm. is owned by the government. But that bridge is privately owned. And so that would almost be akin to someone having a, you know, a protest on your, on your driveway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's your house, right? Um, and I'm also not a fan of people bringing children to protest, not necessarily just the one in Ottawa, but whenever I see people bringing children to a protest, it always kind of makes me raise my eyebrow because I, I, I don't know if children have the... Well, I, I know they don't. They wouldn't have the kind of the mental capacity or the, the knowledge to truly know what they're protesting. So mm-hmm. we, we saw some people bringing children up to the protest in Ottawa. But you know, I, I am, you know, somewhat sympathetic. There's a lot of frustration out there. And, you know, Justin Trudeau referring to these, you know, protesters as, uh, you know, a fringe minority, that didn't help at all. No, but also, Polly, I mean, name somebody that isn't isn't frustrated, right? Yeah. With with everything going on. I I don't know what the right answer right. Yeah, is. Yeah, so we're here. all frustrated, but not everybody in Canada was up in Ottawa. Mm-hmm. Is, is that your I, point? Yeah, yeah, I just don't I don't know. I have so many thoughts. I'm yeah. a little reluctant to share all of them okay. to be honest with no, you. That's cool. All right. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, so five one nine five seventy twenty five forty five. Out of town, 1-800-570-5715 and uh, star 570 on your phone. Let's go to the phones. Jeff, you're on City News 570. Kitchener today, go ahead. Polly, good to hear your voice. As soon as I heard it, I'm just coming back into the area. I thought I'd give you a call, buddy. Nice, How you doing? Jeff. <laughs> so you've been well, fo- have you been following the trucker convoy at all? Yes, I have, and I don't. And I think I've stated my point before, Polly and Brittany, that uh, unfortunately, uh, I agree with how they did it initially. But then it got, as far as I'm concerned, guys, they should have got out long time ago. And it kind of embarrasses me to be to say what I do for a living. But at the same token, Polly, uh, if you take a look. Uh, and I think they were say, stating it on the on the TV that really, how many truck drivers were really there? I think we had too many people jumping on the bandwagon. Like you said, everybody's upset about everything here, right. Polly. But, and I say but, uh, you guys should have got out sooner than this. Um, um, I have my sons on the RCMP, so I'm not going to, he, he couldn't tell me what, what exactly was going on. But mm-hmm. you know what? Very proud of the police, Polly of the uh, the Ottawa police when they finally got things taken care of, the RCMP, the OPP, they all got together, and then all the police throughout the entire country came in where they could, like Vancouver. They had We had some uh, Waterloo Regional down there. So the police, as far as I'm concerned, did a super, super job and and, and making sure that when they picked them up, if you guys were watching, they took them to, away from the crowd, then they handcuffed them. The protesters did not balk it, did not do anything, so that was a good thing. But, Polly, gosh darn, we're all upset about this. Yeah. We all are. But, anyways, I'll let somebody else get in there. Um, hey, guys, keep up with the good job there, Polly, Brittany. Thanks, yeah. Jeff. Hope to hear from you again soon. So, yeah, it's a lot. That, that really happened very quickly in Ottawa, too. Mm-hmm. Like, it was 
I don't think really Friday, I think by Saturday evening, pretty much everything was, was all cleared out. So it, it, no one knew when, of course, it was going to happen. We had to keep that part secret. But uh, yeah, so there we are. Uh, back to the phones. Jason, you're on Kitchener today. Go ahead. Hey, Paulie and Brittany, you're doing a great job. Uh, and uh, I, I just, the thing that really concerns me about this emergency act is it was a peaceful protest. I know they have to move. It's very disruptive for the people that live there, and they were there for a long time. But there was no violence, not one account of violence. There was no, uh, there was no uh, property damage. They didn't burn anything down. They didn't do anything wrong in that way. So it was a lot of bylaw infringements, like noise violations, uh, different things like that, uh, parking violations. They, they had to do something, but to use an emergency act on that, is seems way overreach for me and then the fact that they went after not just cutting off the money to get to the protest but anybody that donated money to them is now they can have their bank seized and some have for making small donations to it which to me that like that's kind of could you imagine if when that every child matters everybody that donated money to that when the first church burnt down if they've called in an emergency act and throws everybody's bank that donated any money to them that, like, that's insane. And they can do that to anybody now. The precedence is set. So that's, yeah, that's the most terrifying part to me is that the you know bank accounts can be frozen. And people have claimed that their bank accounts have been frozen for even donated $20. It's interesting because I think it was only yesterday that there was clarification that because people thought, well, if I, I donated $20 a month ago. It, it, but apparently it only takes place... If you donated from the moment the emergency act was invoked, then you could possibly have your bank account frozen. But the, that, to me, is the scariest part of it, right? And I don't know if they're taking out license plates. They can look at license plates and go, this car belongs to this person, freeze their bank account. So th- that, to me, is the scariest part of, of you know, the whole thing. You can actually have your bank account frozen. Stacy, go ahead. Hey there. Um, I just think that um you know looking over social media this weekend i was uh i was pretty embarrassed uh to be honest to be canadian when we had people comparing trudeau to hitler uh crying about how oppressed we are while sitting on the hill in hot tubs um i i think it's pretty embarrassing i think this week maybe you should um give a lesson to the canadian people on what oppression really is Mm -hmm. i'm sure six million jewish people would argue otherwise um, I think we have it pretty good in Canada. I went to visit uh, family this weekend in Ottawa. It was difficult getting around. They terrorized the people of Ottawa. They um, they polluted the town with noise, diesel. Um, they had children out there. And, um, you know, Doug Ford, being the coward he is, threw it back on Trudeau to deal with. The mayor of Ottawa asked for the emergency act to be put in place. The police asked for it to be put in place. And like I said, I just think that uh, we have it really good in Canada, and I support anybody's right to protest. The people of Ottawa are used to protest, but mm-hmm. there comes a line where you're, um, you're, you're overstepping your boundaries and you're making it uncomfortable for other people to support you. Yeah. And um, I, I just really think that we need a lesson on what true oppression is. Mm-hmm. And when you compare a Canadian prime minister to Hitler... Um, that to me is an embarrassment. Yeah, definitely. And those yeah. people should be ashamed, in my opinion. 
Yeah, Ottawa is, there's always, my, my wife and I went to Ottawa a couple of years ago and we walked by the Parliament buildings and the, the, there was, I can't even remember what it was, but it was just a single guy mm-hmm. standing up there with a sign, you know, protesting something. Mm-hmm. So I'm, there's always people out there protesting, but uh, yeah, Ottawa is certainly no stranger to it. Uh, let's go to Josh. Josh, you're on Kitchener today. Go ahead. Awesome, Polly Rennie. Great to talk to you. Uh, really glad you guys have this uh, this show. Uh, so best of luck to you. I know you guys will rock it out. I'd like to say to Brittany, I'm a newly uh, uh, acquired uh, person of Stratford now. I just moved there this week. So. Oh, welcome to the city. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, looking forward to living there. Anyways, uh, in regards to uh, to this, I was actually in uh, Ottawa last week, not on by choice. Um, and, you know, to every accord, it was a peaceful demonstration, but until it wasn't, not that it was ever, uh, you know, people doing acts of violence or anything like that, but just the uh, insane amount of noise. The, it was just looked like a tailgate party to me is what it looked like, but there was just uh, a complete, uh, for the people that lived there, an invasion of, of what their life looked like before, and I didn't think that was fair to them. I was down there to, uh, my cousin had just recently been located there. I uh, had cerebral palsy and, 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 and just started out living on his own. And it, it was a shame a month into that, that we basically had to pull him out of there because of the, the noise and just his ability to even to live there during that time. Um, it was it was interesting to account. Like, I didn't really feel unsafe at any time, but at the same time, it just felt like a complete invasion of the city, which just needed to stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks, mm-hmm. Josh, for the yeah. call. And oh. and I would like to to add, you know, this this whole thing quickly, very quickly, stopped being. And I don't even know if at at any point it was about the truckers for many people, and mm-hmm. it was just an opportunity to make some noise. And you know, I get it. I get it. Everybody, you're frustrated. Tell me somebody who isn't. Yeah. We've been living this life for going on two years, and it's really frustrating. That's a really good point. But. I mean, tell me, t- name someone that isn't exhausted yeah. by all the restrictions and mandates. Definitely. Uh, we got to take a quick break. We might have time for a couple of calls after the break. This is Kitchener Today on City News 570. All right. We got like 30 seconds before we got to get out of here again. There are too many mice in this studio. Can I say that? Can't find the mouse for the phone. Lorraine, we got 30 seconds. Go ahead. Okay, I think generally it was um, a, a good thing for Canadians to be proud of, that it was handled in the way that it was. People weren't getting shot. Um, I don't think children should have been brought there until maybe older, um, like 12 or so, because then we would have better educated children and voters in the, in the long run. I also think it, um, the, 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 the army coming, or the um, whatever, the control, they had their say, it's time to end. Right. Thanks, Lorraine. Uh, we got to head to the news. After the news, we're going to be talking about the fact that things are opening back up and how the restaurant industry is, you know, how, how they're hopefully thriving now. So we'll find out coming up after the news. This is City News 570 Kitchener Today. Producer Polly and Brittany in with you this week. Welcome back to Kitchener Today on City News 570. Producer Polly and 
Brittany. Brittany, in with you. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't have my mic on. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, and I threw that at you at the last second. I was, we didn't talk about that at all ahead of time. I'm just no. going to point to you, Brittany. <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. Okay, so businesses across the region are opening back up to full capacity this week after the Ontario government removed its capacity limit last Thursday after nearly two years of back-and-forth measures. Restaurants, gyms, cinemas started welcoming back patrons back to full capacity in uh, environments this week. All other indoor spaces are also permitted to return to full capacity so long as they require proof of vaccination. Meanwhile, sports arenas and theaters can open up to 50% capacity. So restaurants at at 100%, I I think this might be the first one that we should ask our guest. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He would know for sure, Jody uh, Payubisky. He is the uh, the CEO of the Charcoal Group. Uh, Jody, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Is this the first time in uh, two years that you've been 100%? I can't remember. No, I'm actually having a hard time remembering as well. But I know certainly we were there, uh, I believe it was late October, we went into 100% capacity until somewhere early December when we went back to 50. So we, there's been windows here and there. That was one for certain. Uh, and that might have been the first one. Other than that, it's been about uh, you know, 50% capacity or 10 people or 50. I mean, it's been all over the place and back and forth. But um, we've had glimpses in the past. Hopefully this one's here to stay. And so I, I, I'm assuming anyway, Jody, that this is welcome news, 100% capacity. Uh, we're thrilled. We're, we're so happy. Of course, uh, the Premier's announcement last week really, for us, only moved it ahead by four days. We were uh, scheduled to be open to 100% capacity on the 21st, which was yesterday, and that got bumped up to the 17th. Um, so we were we were pretty much prepared to to be off uh, off to the races uh, for Monday. Got a little bit of a bonus and had an extra weekend in there. Jody, at all throughout the the last two years, has the Charcoal Group had to lay off any employees? Yeah, we've had several uh, several situations where we've uh, had to furlough staff, and um, we we basically placed that as our number one priority. So um, before anything, we just kept thinking every time we had an opportunity to open a table or open an extra, you know, expand the patios as an example, we put the idea of creating jobs as the number one goal, and knew that if we could do that uh, and and take care of our team and service our team well, then then we just thought that's that would define success for everybody throughout. Uh, and so, yeah, there's been a number of situations where people have worked. And I would say in the last 23 months, there's a good number of staff who have been um, laid off for anywhere up to 12 of those months. Wow. Um, and now, can you, like, explain to to people like, you know, Polly and I, who obviously don't um, manage a number of restaurants and a number of staff, how frustrating is that, you know, calling people back and then a short time later having to, you know, bring that news to them that, hey, unfortunately, we're not going to need all of you once again. That is That has been probably the worst part of all of this. And I think the, the, actual, the absolute worst one was last March, where, if you remember correctly, some of those, some, some you know, we had the color coding reds and oranges and, and, uh, and, and black, and, and the reds were you could have 10 guests in a restaurant. Um, and the uh, the orange was 50 guests, and, and there was a Friday night where they um, they basically said, effective tomorrow, so they gave around 15 hours notice, we will be able to um, to get up to 50 guests or 100 guests. And, and so it was a fairly large expansion 
uh, of our capacity, and we were able to call people back, and we were so gratified uh, how many people wanted to come back very quickly. People were getting calls on Friday night and saying, "No problem, I'll take care of childcare. I will, I will make plans. I want to get in there." And you know, that was a Saturday. We had an opportunity to open with a much larger capacity, and it was also spring. It was March, beautiful weather, so it just really felt like spring fever was exponential. And I, I went from restaurant to restaurant and so many smiling faces. And there was almost a, a euphoric sense of, of again, we're back. Uh, and, and if you remember, it was only 10 days later that we went into lockdown. Mm-hmm. And so that was probably the worst. I mean, it was just uh, there was this great sense. Spring is here. We're ready to go. And, and only 10 days later being told we have to lock down, at, I think, a day's notice. Uh, so I'm I'm assuming that your staff is happy to be back, right? Like, because whenever I'm at a, uh, you know, at a restaurant lately, I I usually ask the server, "Hey, you happy to be back to work?" And th- th- they all say yes. Absolutely, I think you know restaurants have actually gotten a lot of attention in this regard. But I was actually with a, a person that owns a gym this morning uh, in in one of our restaurants, and and again, he was talking about his staff. And so I think across the board, retail restaurants. Uh, movie theaters, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, just to have some sense of normal, normalcy, consistency, and predictability in their lives. It, it, I think it's a crucial part for all of us. Mm-hmm. Are all of your restaurants back to in-dining? I know I went out, um, we, we ordered out some Chinese food on the weekend, and I went to go pick it up, and they have a few tables there, but they weren't seating anybody. They were only doing takeout. Are all of your restaurants back to uh, in-person dining? We are all back. Yeah, we're, we're uh, we, we've optimized our capacity opportunities and we're uh, very, very uh, excited to, we're we're anxiously looking forward to patio season and trying to prepare patios. I was actually looking back and it was as early as February 25th last year when patios were fully set up. So uh, with the nice weather coming around, the days are getting a little bit longer, capacity restrictions are being lifted. I think we have a great sense of optimism and hope and and hopefully uh, we'll be able to get out even on the patios and expand our capacity further. And okay, so now that we're up and going, restrictions for uh, restaurants are lifted. Are the phones ringing off the hook for the charcoal group right now? Well, it's a great time. You know, just last week, last Monday was uh, Valentine's Day. So Mm -hmm. as far as capacity is being restricted, we would have loved to be able to be at full capacity for for Valentine's Day. But yeah, I mean, the restaurants have been tremendously busy for the last two weeks. Um, we're, We're so... We feel so fortunate for the amount of support we've gotten all the way through this. We have locked down, and of course, particularly the first one when we were locked down for that three months, you know, there was a lot of thoughts in the air that people ever go back to work. Well, people go out and use restaurants the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so when we started to reopen and the community came out and our guests came out and, and it was just a, a wonderful feeling to know that the businesses had that level of resilience uh, was was a huge, huge uh, cloud lifted. Uh, but it still kind of it kind of remains every time that you're locked down again. You just kind of hope and you try to do everything you can to plan and be ready and and uh, and and kind of throw the doors open and welcome people back. And and you know again, we're gratified that uh, that each time that's happened, we've been we've been supported in a very big way. Uh, I know that um, I was reading that some movie theaters are accommodating people who maybe are still a little bit wary of a full. Uh, capacity place and they're offering you know socially distanced shows for people who are still not quite comfortable is it, it are, are the restaurants offering you know maybe sections that are still socially distanced is that happening well i think you know 
we have, and I think I think a lot of that depends on when you dine out. So if if someone's a little bit more nervous about dining out at certain times, then um, you know certainly mid afternoon or earlier dinners or earlier in the week are far less busy times. Um, but we haven't experienced a whole lot of that. There's certainly I think there's going to be some anxiety. I think we've you know we've had this kind of trepidation in the back of our minds for two years now, and so some some folks are certainly going to be a little bit more concerned than others. Uh, overall, we see people, you know, coming out and, and supporting in a big way. We hear it a little bit, but for the most part, it feels like people are ready. Mm-hmm. Jody, I'm going to put you on the spot here because I've seen <laughs> some restaurants say um, that they're actually considering uh, continuing to ask people for vaccination status after after March. Is that something that the Charcoal Group is considering? No, you know, all the way along, we've done our very best. Uh, as soon as something has been, you know, coming down the pipe from from the uh, the science table or the health or, or certainly restrictions have come into play, we followed everything to a T. Um, even to the point where, because we operate in several different health regions, if something uh, was best practices in one region, we'd carry it over and do it everywhere. Just as an example of that, um, in Brantford, Brant County, they wanted uh, all front of the house folks to wear goggles as well as masks. And so when that kind of came through, although that at, at that point was not a, a mandate everywhere, we thought, well, that's a great practice. If we can keep our people uh, safer, then let's do that across the board. So we tried to take the most stringent policies across the board, put them in place, and, and make that the best practice for all of the businesses. With the health table, the uh, sorry, the science table, and the various uh, health leaders, as well as the, uh, the government, feeling that it's safe to go back to that point now, you know, we, we've never uh, espoused to be smarter than them or... or more knowledgeable than them. And so we just, we followed the rules and that's what we're going to continue to do. Awesome. Jody. thank you so much for your time today. I hope um, you and the rest of the team at the Charcoal Group and all the rest of the restaurants do not have to shut down again. I hope this is the, the light is at the end of the tunnel and we don't have to go through this. I'm feeling optimistic. I think we're getting there. Awesome. Thanks so much, Jody. Take care. Jody Pagliubisky is the CEO of the Charcoal Group. They own a number of restaurants uh, mm-hmm. here in the region. So I wanted to throw up, open the phones. Are you a? Are you looking forward to eating out at a restaurant? And assuming maybe maybe you already have. As I, as I said, I was out twice over the weekend, and mm-hmm. place was packed. It was kind of weird. Or maybe just what is your favorite local eatery? That'd be cool too. Five one nine five seventy twenty five forty five. Out of town one eight hundred five seventy fifty seven fifteen and on your cell phone at Star 570. What is your favorite restaurant, and are you looking forward to full restaurants again? Mm-hmm. Now, in terms of favorite restaurant, now I, on, listen. So, Oh, Polly, I know a few of yours, yeah, and I don't see, even know which one you're going to say no, first. You, you don't or you do? No, I don't, okay. because I know there's so many, when I, when I tell you, oh, I'm going out here to eat, you're like, oh, you got to have this, this is the best. Okay, so... Number one restaurant we, right now. Okay. And, and I was going to preface this because we just had Jody Palubisky on. Mm-hmm. I love the moose. I, the moose okay. Manuskis. <laughs> love that place. The atmosphere is great. It's mm-hmm. it, it, amazing uh, patio, too, that they've set up they got in a the great summertime patio now. And it's a great place to watch a game. They got all those televisions. Mm-hmm. So I, I love the moose, the mm-hmm. buffalo chicken sandwich. Uh, also, like. Look, North of town here, Anna Mays. And oh, you know, have you ever been yeah, to Anna Mays? I haven't been there yet. You gotta go. I know. Yeah, it's, I it's know. Yeah, home. The, the roasted chicken, 
That's all you need to say. Brittany, what's your favorite place? Um, Okay, so I don't know that I have a favorite place because I have a number of places that I really like, but one place I'm actually very much looking forward to go to, and it's also part of the charcoal group, is Beer Town. Mm. Because I love going and getting the big, uh, when you go with a group of friends and you get the big beer paddle, yeah. there's like 30 beers on the beer oh, paddle. Like, like little sample sizes. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, and it, just being able to try them all and getting a bunch of appetizers and the wonton nachos there are amazing. <laughs> wonton nachos? Wonton, wonton nachos, yeah. So is that like a, a, a Chinese wonton, but... Like is that that, that 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 cheese on it or whatever or sour cream or yeah it's like mixed a- with it, well okay they're they're shaped like wontons but they're act, I'm not even entirely sure they're not a nacho chip but they're not like a traditional wonton but mm-hmm. they are drizzled with like a sour cream and wasabi mix and it's delicious that if you does, like wasabi that does sound good <laughs> that's a little spicy though isn't it yeah and ah, you can get either instead of like normally with nachos you would get like a ground beef or pulled pork or something on it. In this case, you can actually get like uh, tuna, which is really good. Nice. Tuna on nachos. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've ever done that, but that does sound good. Yeah. So <laughs> 519-570-2545, out of town, 1-800-570-5715, and star 570 on your cell phone. Manny, go ahead. Well, this has been difficult to listen to from somebody that hasn't eaten lunch yet. So <laughs> I'm not not able to get there. But I guess any of the restaurants that uh, Jody was talking about, I'm not able to go to right now. So I'm 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 one of the people who's definitely thrilled that that's going to change on March 1st. And mm-hmm. I appreciate the stance that, um, like, it, unfortunately, it seems like a stance that some businesses are taking. Um, it, it's it's, um, yeah. I'm just looking forward to it. It, it would just be really nice to, uh, um, for people to, to kind of, you know, all start kind of like building bridges and maybe what, here's our opportunity to bake, break bread in neutral territory together again and have the odd drink and, and hopefully get back to laughing and enjoying each other's company like we used to. So I like that positivity, that. Manny. Yeah. And uh, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you my favorite restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, because I have a standing reservation... Mrs. Manny's is like one of the best places around. <laughs> well, if you deliver some food here, we will um, maybe endorse that. But <laughs> well, you know what? I, I'm not. You don't know much about me. I'm not the best sharer around, so I probably won't be doing that. But, uh, I, I do. I do recommend maybe you know maybe reserving a spot at the table one night. It's definitely worth it. Time. <laughs> awesome. All right, cool. Thanks, Manny. Thanks, guys. We got Kyle on the line. Kyle, go ahead. Well, I've uh, been, I'm like you, I, on the weekend, I was at Krabby's, and it was nice just to see a full capacity. Bar rails back, and you could talk to the bartenders again and have a nice conversation. So so for me, you know what, it's nice, and maybe when they drop the mandates next week, it'll be even nice to see other people there that couldn't get in in the past. So, yeah, I'm, uh, I think it's fantastic, and I'm not going to give you my favorite restaurant, because... You guys will laugh at me. Uh-oh. McDonald's? Yes. Dang it. <laughs> no, that's cool. Are hey. you serious? Oh, that was just yeah, a joke. I'm serious. <laughs> All right. Okay. I gotta go. Have a good one. You know, I, I, we, my wife and I, we have a McDonald's not too far from our house, and sometimes the mood strikes us. It's like we're looking for something quick and easy and McDonald's and... So there's nothing wrong with that, Nothing like a gourmet meal from McDonald's. If that's what you like, that's what you like. (laughs) Lorraine, go ahead. Oh, hi. We were out um, 
um, yesterday for Family Day. Um, there was 14 of us. It was a bit of a wow. hectic thing. We were at, in, in, at the Woolly Pub in, in uh, Guelph, central for all our different members of our family. And they serve all uh, uh, local stuff. All the beers are all local. And um, they, they have really good food. Mm-hmm. But around here, I like every place. <laughs> Everyone, McDonald's at times, and and Tim Hortons. <laughs> but I also like lots of different places. I've been to Kitchener, um, to different places there. I can't really remember just who I all I go to that. But um, and in Cambridge here, we were out at. We've been out at the old marina. I'm sure. Ooh, yes, a nice lovely old place. marina. Yeah. Yes, yeah, and uh, the mill restaurant here is nice too for a mm-hmm. little bit. You know more than family fair, and yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. At one time, I thought perhaps we they should still retain like a separate spot for non-vaccinated, mm-hmm. but I think we've come along enough. So I think we're we're doing pretty well as far as uh, the majority of us, and we're you know something we'll have to deal with now going forward. I think you're going to see a lot of restaurants, or a few restaurants anyway, still kind of maybe offer social distancing sections. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, just to cater to people who maybe they're just a little uncomfortable, literally at the flip of a switch, one day over the next, full capacity. <laughs> Bob, go ahead. Hey, guys. Does that mean when they drop the mandates that uh, your servers and your cooks and busboys do not have to be vaccinated? Or don't ask, don't tell. Um, you know, because <laughs> Bob, I don't think they've like they've had to be vaccinated this whole time. No, no, not. Really? It, I think that that's up to the the restaurant the own. Yeah, the employer, and I even then, I think there's a lot of um, a lot of eyes to dot and t's to oh. cross to make something like that. That's a mandated. big eye and a big t <laughs> exactly. to cross. I mean, I don't want to you know have somebody not vaccinated, no mask, walking up. And here is your dinner. Thank you very much. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, Bob. Yeah, thanks. All right. Thanks a lot. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Be back we, uh, in just a few minutes. This is Kitchener Today with producer Polly. Uh, we're thrilled. We're, we're so happy. Of course, uh, the Premier's announcement last week really, for us, only moved it ahead by four days. We were uh, scheduled to be open to 100% capacity on the 21st, which was yesterday, and that got bumped up to the 17th. Um, so we were we were pretty much prepared to, to be off, uh, off to the races uh, for Monday, got a little bit of a bonus, and had an extra weekend in that. Jody Powobiski, the CEO of the Charcoal Group, joining us just a few moments ago to talk about the fact that things are opening back up and restaurants are now at 100% capacity. we got time for one more call, I think. JC, go ahead. Oh, hey, how's it going? Good. What are your thoughts on restaurants opening back up at 100%? I like it, but it was interesting. I had a birthday dinner this week with friends, and we were sitting there, and one of the friends brought up the point. He said, I don't know if I'm comfortable with the fact that I'm vaccinated and I went through all this trouble and I followed all the rules and I got the passport. And now all of a sudden, all of the people that didn't do that were just going to put all that away and they get to behave the same way we all do when we went through all the trouble of following all the rules and, and doing what, you know, the government wanted us to do. And he's like, I'm not, I don't know if I'm comfortable with this idea that unvaccinated or non-passport people get to do the things that we all get to do now. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that's, that's an interesting point, JC, right? Because, uh, 
uh, you know, you, you did all the right things. You did, you did what you were told. You got vaccinated, and and people who who, who weren't vaccinated, you know, that's an interesting point. But uh, anyway, uh, Brittany, anything to add? No, I think I'm good. Paul. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we got ahead to the news, but after that, uh, you may have heard this on the uh, on the news this morning, and I'm sure we're going to have more about it this afternoon. But uh, the provincial government announced this morning that the license plate sticker is no more, or at least the fee is no more. That's one thing, actually, I want to ask about. Is, is Are we still going to have a sticker or not? I'm mm-hmm. not sure. But that fee, which I think is $120 a year, is going away. That was announced this morning. So Mike Harris Jr. will be joining us just after the one thirty News to talk about that. This is Kitchener Today on City News 570. Producer Polly and Brittany in with you this week on Kitchener Today on City News 570. Well, you might have heard the news this morning. The Ford government confirmed earlier today that it is eliminating license plate renewal fees and stickers. According to this article, the stickers, too, we'll find out in a moment. And offering refunds for eligible Ontario drivers. The move scrapping the renewal fees will take effect on March 13th. And uh, local MPP Mike Harris Jr. joins us to discuss uh, this this afternoon. Mike, how you doing? Good afternoon. Now, why was the decision made to remove the uh, license plate fee here in Ontario? Well, this is something that we've we've seen in other jurisdictions across Canada. There's lots of other provinces that do it, and I think when we when we look at really the core mantra of of the Doug Ford government, it really is trying to put more money back in people's pockets. And I think that this would really resonates with uh, with a lot of people across the province and saving upwards of a hundred dollars a month, uh, sorry, a year. And depending on how many vehicles you have, it could be a, a two, three, almost four hundred dollars savings back in your pocket every year. Now, so the fee is going away. Is is there still going to be an actual sticker that we need to replace every year? No. So the way that this will work is you'll still have to renew your license plate, um, which you'll be able to do online or, of course, at a Service Ontario location. But you won't have to have that physical sticker that you have to put on every year or every two years. So doing away with that and just keeping the physical plate itself. Now, I was also reading that in addition to the fee going away, that there will be a um, a retroactive refund if we, for, for the last two years of... Uh, license plate fees. Is that correct? Yeah. So going back to uh, to March uh, 2020, I believe is the is the plan. Um, and the way that it it will work is that if you've already you know paid for your stickers up until that point, or if you've already paid this year, uh, depending whether you've gone for the one year or two year renewal, uh, I think we're the timeline's looking around April to to get that money back out into uh, bank accounts across the province. Now, how will that refund be issued? Like, will we get to just get a, a check in the mail? So that that I'm not 100% sure about at this point. I know that uh, obviously the Ministry of Government and Consumer Services and the Ministry of Transportation are, are working on that. And I think that there'll be some more news to come uh, very shortly on how that's going to work. But my guess is uh, look for a check or if you've already got like a, an, an automated deposit set up with uh, with the province, it could come to you that way as well. Um, Mike, producer Brittany here. Um, I'm a lot of talk that this this initiative um, is 
kind of, uh, it's pretty convenient that there's an election this year. Well, listen, I think it's, it's, COVID has sidelined a lot of initiatives that, um, you know, maybe we wanted to do a little bit sooner in our, in our sort of first mandate here, our first four years in government. Um, is, is the timing convenient? I don't think that I would go that far. I would say as COVID started to wind down, uh, it's really given us an opportunity to shift focus a little bit more on some of the things that matter to people. And uh, moving forward with putting more money back in people's pockets, I think, you know, is, is something that can happen at any time and people will be happy about it. Now, okay, $120 for the one year, uh, $240 for the two year. Is, is there another way that the government is going to make up that money like is it going is is the cost to renew your license every few years going to cost more because i mean that's a significant um cost that is being taken away right yeah i think you know it it works out to you know roughly give or take about a billion dollars a year um but the whole purpose of this is like i said putting more money back in people's pockets not about costing people more um certainly not looking to increase the cost of licensing or or other fees that might be associated with your vehicle now, Mike, speaking of transportation, while we have you on the phone, do we have any news on the Highway 7 expansion? So I believe we're still uh, in coming to the end of Phase 2, almost Phase 3. Um, there's still some more design work that needs to be done. Um, right now, most of that falls uh, with the new bridge that would be constructed over the Grand River. Uh, but still still plugging ahead, moving forward, and uh, looking forward to seeing that, that come to completion. It's been something that we've uh, talked about in government for, for a long time in, in our government. And, of course, as we know, the past sort of, I think, gosh darn, close to 20-plus 20, 20 years, this has been on the books. So glad to see that it's finally getting done. All right. I think that's all I have. Brittany, anything? Mm-hmm. No? Okay, cool. Thank you very much, Mike, for joining us this afternoon. Yeah, no, my pleasure, guys. Thanks a lot. Mike Harris, Jr., Conservative MPP for Kitchener-Conestoga, joins us to do to discuss the elimination of the license plate sticker mm-hmm. fee. Uh, that's going to be going into effect, uh, what did he say, March March, March 13th? March 13th. Mm-hmm. So you won't have to now pay I the wonder, $120 a year. I, and, uh, I, now I have questions after we get him off the phone. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> For people who say, like, you have their birthday today, do they bother buying a sticker today because they're just going to get the refund on the 13th? Right. Uh, why? Why do the questions come to you afterwards? Yeah, I would say I'm just guessing, mm-hmm. so don't, you know, don't you know, take my word for it, but I'm guessing you probably won't mm-hmm. need to and if you do if your birthday's today or whatever you probably will get that refund because we're going back anybody who is who's any money you've paid towards the license plate sticker from march 2020 to now will be refunded mm-hmm. so it, to me it's kind of the same thing i think so uh let's open up the phones here 519-570-2545 out of town 1-800-570-5715 star 570 hands-free. You can also email me if you want, paulh at 570news.com. I'm on Twitter, too. I haven't mentioned this yet. Twitter, <laughs> at Producer Polly, And Polly is spelled P-A-U-L-I-E, at Producer Polly. Is this a convenient announcement? Like, is this... I'm, I'm curious to know. So, as... Because we asked... We kind of hinted at it in that interview that, you know, how come this didn't 
you know, got an election coming up mm-hmm. in three months. Is it a coincidence this is happening now? And, and Mike, you know, said that, you know, COVID has put some things on the table and now they're finally able to announce them. Is this an election ploy? That's kind of where I'm leaning at it a little bit. Remember the bucket beer? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You promised the Vote bucket beer. Vote for me. I'll give you a bucket beer. And <laughs> <laughs> now, we had bucket beer, though, before that, though. Like, I remember 20 years ago, I remember I heard commercials on the radio for, for bucket beer. Oh, okay. Like, this, this, these, there was a couple of companies that mm-hmm. there, was, there was one that had a jingle. Oh, As interesting. A, you know, it's a buck of beer. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, guess, I don't think I'm familiar think with that was, one, Polly. <laughs> was, it, was it Brava? I can't remember. It might have been. or is it, I can't remember. Anyway, so we've had buck of beer in Ontario before, but it, it, it is interesting. Is this an election ploy? Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's what I'd be curious to find out. 519-570-2545, out of town, 1-800-570-5715, and star... 570. Scott, you're on Kitchener today. Go ahead. Yeah, well, uh, whether an election play or not, I think it's the use of the sticker. So I've been putting a sticker on my car for close to 35 years, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for my license plate. They don't, uh, it's all done through those license plate readers now on the cars. You know, when they bring it up, they've got the information in, their, in the vehicles, things like that, before they used to have to call into the office. I'm guessing it'd be cool to see uh, anybody in law enforcement call in and say how much they actually look at the license plate sticker anymore like they used to. Yeah, that's okay, a good that point, would, right? Because all this be stuff my... is in an electronic database. Right, you know? and like I said, now there's the police cars just drive by you. They scan your plate anyways. Yeah. You know? So whether that sticker is really needed, the only question I, I have, though, is I buy mine year by year because I just never was going to give the government more money than I thought they deserved for two years out. Right. So I bought mine year by year. Mine's in January. So I bought mine in January 2021, and I bought mine in January 2022. Mm -hmm. So I hope that they're taking that into effect that it's two and not one because that will be other calls that will come in. That would make sense to me, right? You know, anything, anything from March 2020 on to, I guess in your case, would be January 2023. Yeah. You would get a refund for that. Makes like sense I to me. I just paid 125 bucks three weeks ago. Right. <laughs> so, All right. Well, and I paid it a year before. But yeah, that was that was my only thing is whether they really use those license plate stickers anymore. That's a really good point because everything's in a in a database now. You know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know I, I think police have all that stuff in their car and they can you know type in the license plate or again maybe as Scott is suggesting it just. There's a camera somewhere, and it just it comes mm-hmm. up because I remember. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to out him, but I don't hope I don't get in tr- get him in trouble. But we used to have a guy who worked here, you know, ten fifteen years ago, and, and he's a police officer. And I'm driving around one night, and I can't remember where I was going, but and he he pulled me over, <laughs> and I'm like, what, what what is going on here? He's pulling me. I'm not speeding. I'm just kind of cruising around on a. Thursday night or whatever it was, and it was him. He just pulled me over to say hi. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> I didn't recognize him at first. Like you know, he, a I, great I use pull of tax o- dollars. I pull over to a parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> I pull over to a parking lot, and uh, you know, I open the window. He goes, "Hi, how you doing?" I'm like, "Not. I've been better. How are you?" Oh, 
<laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have told that story on the radio. Maybe I'll get him in trouble. It was years ago, years and years and years ago. Jason, you're on the air. Go ahead. Hi, folks. Uh, so it was Maker Laker, it's a buck of beer. And yes. Bravo was the beer of summer. Um, <laughs> but I digress. So you didn't ask him an important question. Where are we going to? Where is the billion dollars going to be made up? Um, and what services are going to be cut as a result of losing a billion dollars in the provincial coffers? So I just my my mouth's frozen. So if I sound a bit off, yeah. Um, but we have you have to make up that that money somewhere, or you're going to have to our social services, to our health care, to our education. The people who don't think this is anything other than a political um, um, ploy for votes, you need your head examined mm-hmm. because this is all it is. So you can have your 120 bucks, but you know what? When you have to pay to go visit your doctor, when you have to pay to have an MRI, how's that 120 bucks in your pocket going to work out for you then? Just people need to realize these, these are not for us. For the people, they're for the one percent. Mm-hmm. They're not for people like you and I. Anyways, that's all, guys. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they're gonna make it up through. I don't know. Uh, through I don't know fewer service Ontario locations. I don't think that would make up like the entire uh, uh, amount. But I, I don't know. I mean, it's if, if you're cutting this, you're gonna make up the revenue somewhere else. Maybe we will end up paying for it at some point. Anyway, rush. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, thanks, guys. I, I'm, I I agree with previous calls to an extent that, that some of this is a, a ploy at buying votes. You know, we're going to get these refund uh, rebates or checks in the mail in April just before the election. There is definitely a timing factor to that. But I, I don't think we necessarily need to make up the revenue else, elsewhere. As two callers ago pointed out, these these stickers serve no purpose anymore. All of this information is easily available through the central database. They don't need them. What we should be doing is getting rid of this program and then getting rid of all of the government access that comes along with it. All the people that are involved in um, uh, running the program, you know, we can get rid of some extra DMV workers, all this sort of stuff. There should be a savings of billion dollars that comes with this, um, and that, and that's how you offset the lost revenue. Government needs to stop doing things that are no longer necessities, and not just continue doing them because that's the way we've always done it. That's the only way we get we get out of these uh, these budgetary issues. Yeah, it, it, thanks for the call, Rush. Yeah, again, it's it, it, it'll be interesting to see if they really are willing to take the hit, or what are they make up that money elsewhere. So, JC, go ahead. Okay, I called earlier, but I, I got to give Brittany credit because these guys are all wrong. She did ask him where the money was coming from, and like a good politician, he didn't answer. He deflected. Two, um, I don't know how you guys do it, but you put up with Rush. It's unbelievable, but anyhow. <laughs> and three, why does the government want to get rid of something that people are used to paying for? It's a privilege to drive. We all know that we have to pay this fee. I get the sticker is useless for sure, but we should still be paying a fee for the license, just like our driver's license. And you choose to drive. It's business money. Nobody was complaining about having to pay. And it seems like a silly thing for me. They get rid of a billion dollars worth of money after all the money they spent on COVID. It doesn't make any sense to me. Why are you getting rid of something that everybody's used to paying for, should be paying for? And the fee is actually, if you think about it, not that high. $120 to license your car. 
to drive all these roads that we have and all this infrastructure. It's crazy. And our driver's license at twenty dollars a year is ridiculous too. Like that all these prices actually should be higher. So, yeah, I yeah, think that's just my thought. I did the math. Was it like eleven dollars a month or something, or twelve dollars a month? That we saving? So it's, right. it's, it's, it's to, to your, your point, it's food. not that much. One hundred and twenty sounds big, but it's once a year. Mm-hmm. So, all right, thanks for the call, JC. Uh, yeah, see, Brittany, you're right. You did ask him where the revenue is going to. Because listen, I. <laughs> I have ADHD, so I zoned out for a moment when you were asking. I'm like, I'm pretty sure Brittany asked him mm-hmm. where that revenue was going to come from. Yeah. Now, <laughs> also, I hope everybody is going a little bit easier on Polly, on Polly and I. We don't do this every day. This is also the first day. Maybe tomorrow it'll be smoother. Yeah. You know, and we'll think of the things that we didn't think about um, today, but. <laughs> Just go easy on us. We're easing into it, okay? <laughs> I, I, I don't, don't think it's going too bad <laughs> for, for the first day. And it's we all still, subjective, Polly. We, we, saw, we saw Mike Farwell out in the hall during the 1 o'clock news. Like, yeah, I'm listening. You guys are sounding pretty good. Yeah, the one hour listening. down. I'm like, yeah, 11 to go. Thanks, Farwell. <laughs> Speaking of Farwell, we've got another Mike on the line. Mike, go ahead. Hey, Paul. Hey, Brittany. How are you? Good. Good. Um, I had to chuckle listening to Mr. Harris on the phone when he said that the justification for this not happening sooner was because of COVID and how things uh, got delayed with the government because they were focused on COVID. Um, So I think it's important that we remember back to just before COVID, what was going on with our provincial government was huge cuts to autism funding. Uh Uh, People were out protesting that at the time because they were trying to take money away from the kids who needed autism. And yet now they magically can cut a billion dollars by saving uh, license stickers. It seems awful convenient. It's an election ploy. And you know what? As soon as the election's over, the cuts to autism and the hospitals and all that will start again. I hope people are wiser to that. Thanks, guys. Uh, Very passionate call by Mike there. Uh, Brings up a few good points. Uh, Joshua, go ahead. Hold on. How come my mouse isn't Joshua? Now you're on. Go ahead. Hello, can you hear me? Yeah. Perfect. Um, my question is, uh, if we finally got rid of the stickers, when are we getting rid of that license plate on the front of the vehicle? Because, right. Like, yeah, because some, some, some provinces and certainly many states in the United States don't even have the front plate. Yeah, and on top of that, when you, uh, like in my case, have your license plate stolen by someone, you've now got to replace two license plates when we were only putting a sticker on the back one. And you've got this twice the expense of what you realistically need when the only time anyone looks at your license plate is realistically when they're following you to punch it in that computer. Yeah, that's a really good point. I wonder if maybe they could make up um, a little bit of the the money they're losing through the, the license plate sticker fee with maybe Ontario does go to one license plate. I, I've always kind of wondered why we haven't done that, but uh, maybe there are benefits to it. If someone's driving the other way that you're looking for, you can... I don't know, maybe. Uh, let's go to John. John, you're on the air. Go ahead. Uh, hi. Uh, just wondering, uh, there was nothing was said about trucking companies. Do they, will their license be uh, stickers for them too? Will they have not have to pay or is that still still on the books yet? I wonder for trucking companies, if they have to uh, be licensed also yet, like with, with the stickers and that. I'm not sure. I think thought I had heard somewhere, now again, this 
maybe I just read it on Twitter as I was scrolling. Someone was speculating that this would not apply to commercial vehicles. Because that would sure help with the you know, trucking uh, product, you know, food. It uh, doesn't matter what. Anything with the trucking companies, that would sure reduce their costs you know, for them to do that. Then mm-hmm. is, uh because some of these licenses cost, you know, all depends how big you are. I'd imagine hundreds of thousands of dollars, I would imagine. You right. Know I mean? so. And again, I might be wrong, but I thought I heard something about that over the weekend. But, uh, yeah, it's a good question, John. I guess we'll find out March 13th. That's right. <laughs> Thanks a lot for the call. Uh, let's go to Jeff. Jeff, you're on Kitchener today. Go ahead. Hey, how's it going today? Good. That's good. I kinda, Josh kind of stole my thunder a little bit there about the front license plate. I was saying we can get rid of that, too, because... Like you said, Alberta and places like that don't have it. But also, you know, maybe we should just kind of reduce the cost of the sticker. Like, you know how in Ontario we have two prices. If you live north of Barrie, I think it's Barrie, but you, you pay a less price than than um, than you do for if you live down here. Right. Which is kind of which is kind of funny because what people from northern Ontario never come down to this this part of the, the province. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure they do. I'm going to tell you this. I went to school up north in, uh, in Kirkland Lake, and I actually left my address up there for about two years just so I could pay the cheaper sticker price. Yeah, I used to work with a woman who did the same thing. She was from Owen Sound, and when she first came down here, her legal address was still up there for a couple of years for that exact yeah, reason. Like, but, you know, if we have one price, you know, I mean, it, it, people will be happy because we, we kind of get rid of that uh, that two-tier system that we have in there, and then uh, that, and then get rid of the front license plate because, um, as Josh said, you know, when somebody steals your plates or whatever, they, or even your sticker, you have to get all that replaced. Well, hopefully not when someone steals your plates. <laughs> hopefully if someone, and hopefully it doesn't happen. Don't say when someone steals your plates because you know what's going to happen. No, you don't. It's, it's never happened to me anyway. I know oh, that's, knock on that's wood, anecdotal. Molly. I know somebody that it happened it, to, what, 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 and it was replaced with paper plates. What, what do you mean? Like, obviously temporary. What do you mean replace? So somebody the robber stole put fake put a paper. Yeah, they plate put paper plates on the vehicle and hoping that he wouldn't notice that it was I a different know. number and it was I, made of paper. I don't know what runs through people's heads sometimes. Really? <laughs> but, really? Was it a, a personalized plate? No. You know, because, because that I, that I can almost see. You know, oh, that's a cool plate. You know, <laughs> take it. Uh, no, oh, running shoe man. I want that. Because <laughs> you know, who wants you know, uh, uh, you know, J Z P four six zero three. Yeah, who wants that? <laughs> okay, uh, we might have time for another call or two after the break. We got to take a break. This is Kitchener today on City News five seventy. So as of March 13th, the license plate sticker fee is going away. So we're not sure whether or not there's still going to be a sticker, but anyway, that is what is happening. Now, uh, the Canadian Taxpayers Federation has weighed in on this issue, and we will hear from them just after the 2 o'clock news. This is Kitchener Today on City News 570. Producer Polly and Brittany filling in. I feel pretty, oh so pretty. I feel pretty and witty and bright, and I pity any girl who isn't me tonight. We're going to continue this discussion about the license plate sticker. So we had a few calls on the line prior to the news. So if you don't, uh, if we didn't get to you and you want to, uh, you know, comment, you can call now. 
Uh, we got a quick guest coming up. 519-570-2545. 1-800-570-5715 and star 570 on your cell phone. Kitchener Today on City News and producer Polly and Brittany. <laughs> I really got to stop blindsiding you. <laughs> I didn't even have my mic on. Producer, like I wasn't ready. Yeah, producer Polly and Brittany hosting the show this week. Uh, yeah, so as I said, we were talking about the uh, the license plate sticker fee is going away, according to the Ontario government. That announcement was made this morning, and it's going away on uh, March the 12th. Is that right, Brittany? Did I have that right? March 13th. M- March 15th. 13th. 13th. <laughs> <laughs> In a couple of weeks. <laughs> How about that? Now, uh, the Canadian Taxpayers Federation uh, has sent out a statement, obviously uh, uh, applauding this decision. And uh, Jay Goldberg from the uh, Canadian Taxpayers Federation joins us now to weigh in on this topic. Uh, Jay, I assume you're applauding this decision? Yeah, we're definitely thrilled to hear about this. Obviously, taxpayers have been facing a soaring cost of living uh, over the last while. We've seen inflation uh, hit record highs that we haven't seen for more than 30 years. And so absolutely, taxpayers need relief. This is this is a good sign. But what I would say uh, is that this promise that the Premier hadn't made before, and he's got a lot of promises that he still has made and hasn't kept. So we're looking forward to the budget. Um, we're going to hold uh, Ford accountable. He says he's going to deliver gas tax cuts. We're going to hold him accountable. And, of course, he promised in a middle-class income tax cut that could save a family of four $1,800 a year. So we're going to wait for the budget, but this is good news. Uh, and uh, Speaking of that budget, which is going to be tabled uh, in March, uh, any other things that you might be looking for in that budget, obviously, other than this uh, license plate renewal fee? Well, yeah, so we're certainly looking for the gas tax cut. Premier Ford said in November that he would introduce it by the end of March, so it would make a lot of sense to table that in the budget. There's an income tax cut he promised in the last election that we haven't seen yet. And then, of course, there's laying out a plan to balance the budget. We know that the province uh, is not going to get there uh, just this year or perhaps even next year, but one thing the Ford government has yet to do is lay out a clear timetable to balance the budget so that we can hold them accountable for getting there. So that's a major thing we're going to be looking for next month. Now, obviously, these license plate renewal fees uh, do bring in some revenue uh, for the government. Do do you know if they're planning on just absorbing that cost or whether or not they might try to make it up, or maybe you're worried that they will try to make it up in other ways? Well, the Premier indicated that they're going to absorb the cost. Uh, What we have seen, actually, is um, just in a matter of months, from, from the fall projections until the projections released last week, revenue is up by $7 billion, tax revenue, over what they expected uh, last year. Um, so this is going to cost about a billion dollars to keep more money in taxpayers' pockets, but we're looking at a revenue increase of $7 billion. So I think that's what's giving uh, Premier Ford the room to do this, and that should be what gives him the room to do some other commitments as well. Now, some have suggested the timing of this announcement is a little bit coincidental. Do you think this might be an election ploy? Well, we know that uh, governments like to make promises during election season. What I can say as someone from the Canadian Taxpayers Federation is that we're gratified to see that 
the promises uh, that we're seeing today and hopefully moving forward are policies that are going to really benefit taxpayers. And so we'll take the policy wins where we can get them. Obviously, before the last election, the Wynn government announced billions and billions of dollars of new spending that voters didn't approve of. Uh, and so they were sent packing. So I think Ford is laying out an agenda that he wants to put before voters. And if it's good for taxpayers, then he should introduce it ahead of the election. Are you worried that maybe if, uh, you know, the conservatives don't win the next election, that maybe this fee might return? That's obviously a concern. That's something that the other parties are going to have to address uh, coming into the election. If this uh, legislation is passed that gets rid of the licensing fees, uh, then it's going to be incumbent upon the Liberals and the NDP and the Green Party to say whether or not they intend to keep that cut or if they do intend to bring license plates, sticker fees back. So that's definitely going to be a question in the next election for all the other party leaders if this gets gets through the legislature and we know that the PCs have a majority so we should expect this to be passed into law. All right, Jay, thank you very much for your time today. Thank you. Jay Goldberg, the uh, interim uh, director of the Canadian Taxpayers Federation. So if you want to continue on and, uh, you know, if you want to weigh in on this, if you didn't get your chance the last half hour, we can continue with this. I also have a whole pile of stuff that I've been sitting on just little stories here and there, or if you want to call in about what, anything you want to from now for the, uh, till two thirty, you can do that as well. 519-570-2545 out of town, 1-800-570-5715 and star 570 on your cell phone. You can tweet me as well at producer Pauly, P-A-U-L-I-E at producer Pauly. All right. Um, actually, we were talking a little bit before, Polly, about um, the cost of stickers up north yes. in northern Ontario. And I must say, that is one thing, like northern Ontario to down here in southern Ontario, completely different ball game. Right, because you used to work in North Bay. Mm-hmm. Yes. The cost of uh, of the stickers there were $60 for one year. So like, like, like literally half the price. Yeah. So yeah. most of the time when I was living there, I would just buy the two-year sticker because it was 120 bucks. <laughs> yeah. what we would pay down here for one year. So, and I never really understood why, you know, there needed to be two different, two different prices. I guess more dangerous driving conditions, right? In southern Ontario, there's a lot more traffic, a lot more cars, drivers who are more willing to take a risk. I mean, I'm just generalizing, <laughs> but uh, maybe that's it. Because I, I know people who... It's, you know, they might even go up north to do their driver's test. Like if they're 16 or whatever, oh, really? they'll go out of town to do their driver's oh, test because they, they, they figure it'll be easier. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, we had a caller earlier who talked about you know, maybe this is a good thing because in a way it'll eliminate the, the two-tier system. Mm-hmm. So this way everybody's going to be paying the same price, which is zero. <laughs> <laughs> Lorraine, go ahead. Oh, hi. Two things. I would always only always get one year because maybe I might not make it past the next year. <laughs> oh, Lorraine, don't say that. You're going to live to be 300 years old. Oh, sure, sure. <laughs> and the other thing is, I wonder where what's going to be dropped that we that they can't afford to pay for now because they're going to have that less income, and how are they going to rep- replace it? What are they going to What? Where is it going to go to next? Yeah, we've had a few callers this afternoon bring up that point that, you know, if you're if you're getting rid of the, you know, the $120 a year, I mean, $120 a year times 
How many drivers in this province? Millions? <laughs> so that's a that's a big hit. So again, you know, are they willing to take the hit or are they going to figure out how to balance that out in other ways? Maybe there's a fee for something we haven't thought of yet. Phil, go ahead. Hey guys, how you doing? Good. Good. Uh, I kind of stepped away for a bit, but I've been listening to this, but I was actually on the uh, Ontario.ca website yep. uh, to verify whether or not I had to still renew my sticker for this coming March. And I know one of your previous callers, and again, I don't know if it's been answered, um, was asking about uh, license stickers for trucks. Right, like, like commercial stickers. vehicles, yeah. Yeah, so on there, uh, in the main paragraph on that page, I'm not in front of right at the moment again, but it only stipulates, you know, uh, you know, vehicles, uh, uh, light-duty trucks, motorcycles, and mopeds. Okay. So yeah. it, 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 it doesn't apply to those, even mopeds, eh? That's correct, yep. So, yeah, it applies for only, uh, again, uh, cars, light-duty trucks, so I'm guessing pickup trucks, uh, motorcycles, and mopeds, and there's nothing specified for commercial vehicles. But it did mention, because I'm just wondering, maybe the website hasn't been updated yet, or has it been updated to uh, account for the, uh, the, the, um, the cars? Well, it includes the cars, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, there's no place on there where you can actually, actually it's not, it's, I, I actually had to renew one back in February for our other vehicle. And I could still, you know, click on the button to proceed with placing an order for the uh, the license plate sticker, which I got. Um, <clears throat> but now, um, I got, again, I got this one coming up for uh, renewal coming March. There's no button anywhere on their site mm-hmm. that uh, allows you to, um, um, you know, renew that sticker. I just wondered if maybe the website hadn't been updated yeah. yet. But... There's only options to go in and update your address mm-hmm. and pay any uh, uh, overdue uh Fine. Phil, is the um, the fee for a commercial vehicle, is that higher than uh, uh, an average vehicle? That I couldn't tell you because I don't drive a commercial vehicle. So oh, I okay. I thought maybe aware. you did. Okay, yeah. No, again, it's just for our, our vehicles that we have. Uh, right. You know, uh, you know, just regular cars. Um, and, uh, you know, the fees, like everybody else, $120 where we live for each one for a year. So, um yeah, but again, uh, when I went in to renew the, uh, just to check it out, because I was listening to you guys, and the options right off of their, their Ontario.ca um, webpage, to, that you can't even place an order any longer. Right. Oh, okay. All right. Thanks a lot, yeah. Phil. All right. All right. F- Phil doing some in, uh, investigating for us, <laughs> checking out the website to see uh, see what it actually says, because we've been wondering, is this, this account for commercial vehicles or or, or not? Ben, go ahead. You're on the air. Hi, how are you doing? Good. So I haven't, I haven't owned a car in a while, but the last time I went to renew my sticker, uh, they were like, hey, you got unpaid tickets, parking tickets and whatnot. And so then I had to pay those before renewing my sticker. Right. So what's the, what's going to be the, like, the new way to make sure people pay their, pay their tickets? Are we just not going to – that's like kind of a way that we can catch people to pay their tickets, right? Because – you don't you don't pay your tickets. You can't renew your uh, license plate, and then cops are always looking and uh, can pull you over because your license plate right. not renewed. But if we don't have it anymore, what what's stopping somebody? What's stopping me from just not paying parking tickets? 
Yeah, because when you go to the service Ontario, your name would be flagged as, oh, this person has two parking tickets. I, my understanding is it, it, you will still have to go in to renew your plates, like, you know, update the paperwork or whatever. You just won't have to actually pay a fee for doing that. Uh, that's my understanding. So I guess, you know, you know what you were saying about, you know, uh, you know, paying the, you know, the parking tickets. Uh, maybe they'll still get you that way. Uh, if you want to weigh, on, weigh in on this, we can continue this conversation. We're going to take a break. This is Kitchener Today on City News 570. We know that uh, governments like to make promises during election season. What I can say as someone from the Canadian Taxpayers Federation is that we're gratified to see that the promises uh, that we're seeing today and hopefully moving forward are policies that are going to really benefit taxpayers. And so we'll take the policy wins where we can get them. Obviously, before the last election, the Wynn government announced billions and billions of dollars of new spending that voters didn't approve of, uh, and so they were sent packing. So I think Ford is laying on an agenda that he wants to put before voters. And if it's good for taxpayers, then he should introduce it ahead of the election. Jay Goldberg, interim uh, director for the Canadian Taxpayers Federation, uh, talking about the Ontario government. They announced this morning... The removal of the $120 annual license plate sticker fee that we uh, have all been, all been used to paying for, I don't even know how long, many <laughs> years, ever since I've been driving for, I can't remember whether the, the amount has gone up. I can't remember what it was when I first started driving. Mm, I think you know, twenty yeah, years ago. I think for when I first started driving to now, it's always been the same, but... Um, yeah, when I lived in Manitoba, there was no no sticker that you had to pay. Not even, like like was there still a physical sticker? No, there was no sticker really? on the plates. And then the other interesting thing too is their their insurance is done through um the government, right? Like there's not like private mm-hmm. private agencies that you have to get insurance through. So everybody gets it depends on uh, how long you've been driving, depends on what fee or how much you have to pay for your license. Oh, yeah, very yeah. interesting stuff. All right, different in every province. I got an email from Michelle, and she has sent me this huge chart. I guess maybe it's off the the Ontario website of all the... I didn't realize there were this many vehicles on the road. There has to be 20, 25 different vehicles listed here, and not all of them uh, are getting the uh, the fee eliminated. You know, there's a column here for current fee and then the fee as of March 13th. But thank you, Michelle, for uh, being... But let's call producer Michelle. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes when my wife sends me something, uh, you know, she'll refer to uh, herself as, you know, my assistant producer. You know, my AP, (laughs) my assistant Polly. Here's something you can talk about on the show. That's fine. So there you go. 519-570-2545. 1-800-570-5715 and star 570 on your cell phone. We're talking about the uh, the elimination of the, the fee, the $120 a year fee, which the Ontario government announced this, uh, this morning will be no more as of March 13th. Let's go to Dave. Dave, you're on the air. Hello. Hello. I, I've got a question about the, the, the fee. Mm-hmm. Um, People might have already paid, 
Could they get a rebate? Yeah, there's there's going to be a retroactive rebate. Um, anybody who's been any money you've paid to your license fee from March 2020 onward will be refunded. Now, our guest earlier, uh, MPP Mike Harris Jr., the details he said were still being worked out on that, but that is the plan. There's going to be a not only is the fee going away, but there's actually going to be a retroactive refund for any money you paid. Twenty. Your friend. From 2020? From March 2020, I guess really since the pandemic began. So basically two years. Yeah. Oh, so that's be, cool. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, so that's that's the plan. Okay, thanks, buddy. Yeah, thanks, Dave. Andre, go ahead. Hey, good afternoon, guys. I'm very uh, honored that to receive my call. Thank you. Uh, because it's, it's so nice to hear that Brittany took her claws earlier for you, Producer Polly. Um, she is very protective for you, and I have a lot of respect, and especially hearing you two together. She has the best, one of the best laughs with my wife. Yeah, we've wife heard that all. before. People, Brittany, people love your laugh. They really do. <laughs> it's yeah. funny because I'll hear and it back, and I actually cringe, but all right. <laughs> do you have a thought on the license plate fee, too. Andre? You, pardon me? Do you have a thought on the, the license plate fee? Yes, um, and that, yes, beginning of that too. Um, uh, the sticker I like because take it out, that's save of money, save of spending on fees on the earth. And also I'd like to see the uh, front plate disappear again, cost the, ha- the price in half, right? Um, mm-hmm. That's another expense that we don't need. Because like you said earlier, Producer Paul, uh, police officers now do have technology to read or they have the cameras, you know I mean? They scan, bing, bang, it's done. So if we can save money from here and there, I think we're we're in a more futuristic than we were back then, right, front and back. Yeah, good point. All right, thanks, Andre. Uh, we have just enough time for Brian. Brian, go ahead. You're on the air. Hello. How are you today? Good. How you doing? Oh, so far, not trying to get wet in between the raindrops. Yeah, there's a snowbank right outside the window here. I'm curious if it's going to disappear by the end of the day because of all the rain we're supposed to get. Well, I'm glad I sent it to you, and you got it. Thank you very much. Great. Uh, my question is, uh, they've gone away with the stickers, and you're still going to have to register plates. Thinking about the the, the the police officers and, you know, checking cars, you know, renting plates and stuff like that, what's going to happen? Because it was so easy for them noticing a sticker on their plate that they've actually paid their license, and they may not be behind on any parking tickets or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. the police can only do so much on running plates. Now, how is that going to affect their availability to do their job a little bit more efficient? Well, I, we had a caller earlier who was suggesting that I don't even know if how functional the sticker is even mm-hmm. anymore, because, like, I mean... Like you can just point a camera at the plate and it automatically recognizes what it is. So yeah. it, I think all that stuff might be in a database now, right? So the sticker might not even be a necessary part of the process anymore. But again, the police officer is still going to have to run plates, and right. they can only run so many plates that at any one. Why? That's all they'll be doing. <laughs> yeah, good point. But again, it might be automatic. I mean, I know. I think like I've seen Kitchener bylaw with. You know, there's there's a car with a a camera on top of it, and they just drive 
past and they look at the license plate. I'm assuming that's what they're doing. They look at the license plates of cars that are parked on the road and if they've been parked for more than two hours, maybe they'll stop and, and write a ticket or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's, I think the camera just captures these things. On, it's like a QR code. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what, though? I, I do agree with some of our callers. I'm not entirely sure how... Um the, the full purpose of the physical sticker, because I will fully admit that a few years back I did, I bought my sticker. I just had kept on forgetting to put it on the car and I was actually pulled over um, by a police officer for speeding. And instead, and I didn't have the sticker on, but because I bought the sticker, right, they were able to see they I didn't get charged for not actually having oh. the sticker, right? So I'm not exactly sure the, the, the purpose of having the physical sticker anyways because if it if it shows when you right. when they pull up your license that you've previously bought the sticker right so mm-hmm. all right we got news coming up with uh, Aaron Anderson and a little bit more of Kitchener today right after that this is city news 570 How's it been going, Brittany? Well, I still got the nervous jitters. A little bit, but we've survived the first two and a half hours. And so we're almost done. So that's 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 the positive news, that we're almost done for the day, but then we got to do this tomorrow and the next day and the next day. So I think we can get through it. And so I'm, I'm glad that you're here. Polly, we're in it together. We're in it together. There we go. It is Tuesday. It is 2.30, and that means it's time for the Tuesday Tech Spotlight. Uh, our, our friends from Communitech uh, do some great work here in the region, and uh, today we are joined by Jason Moore. Uh, Jason is the CEO of Route This. Is, is that correct? Is it Route or Root? I guess, it, I guess it's tomato, tomato, right, Jason? It, it would depend where you are in the world. Our uh, European customers uh, call us route this, and uh, the Canadians call us route this. So I guess we can go with uh, route this for this one. <laughs> so you are a um, Kitchener-based startup. Uh, so why did you choose Waterloo Region to uh, start up your uh, your business? Honestly, it was the um, it was the tech ecosystem in in the region that uh, that lured us to the uh, to the city. I, I mean, it's a uh, it's interesting for a you know relatively small city. The the ecosystem of kind of like world class talent that has you know amalgamated themselves into the Kitchener Waterloo region has just been incredible, and it's been one of the biggest reasons why you know um, I, I came up uh, I uh, grew up kind of in the GTA and after school uh, migrated my way up. Uh, up here to uh, the Waterloo tech scene and uh, haven't looked back. Yeah, that's one thing I like about this region. It's a decent-sized region, but it still, in some places, has that that small-town feel. So that's very cool. Um, So this is the obvious question. What do you do at Route This? (laughs) Yeah, so so maybe I could start off by giving a bit of background on some of the... um, I think challenges that have emerged in uh, in recent years, and you know, I, I think um, have become exacerbated a little bit by the pandemic. And I can use that as a bit of a backdrop to explain uh, explain what we do, if that works for you guys. Sure. Yeah. So, so I mean, really, you know, what's happened in the last kind of ten or fifteen years is well, what connectivity at home means 
or, you know, every everyone at home has, has changed dramatically. You know, 10 to 15 years ago, the, the Internet at home used to mean checking our emails and browsing the web across a couple kind of laptops and desktops. But, you know, increasingly with what's happening in um, the smart the world of, you know, the smart home and uh, with services like Netflix and Hulu and, you know, particularly with the, the pandemic and, you know, you know, a good chunk of people moving to work from home is connectivity at home has kind of become like this 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 pipe that connects us to so much of what we're doing at home it's now how we watch tv if you're you know deep into the smart home it's how you're turning on your lights if you're uh, one of those who works from home it's also your livelihood so i mean ultimately and you know you've probably felt this in your in your personal life you know if um the network breaks for whatever reason, and whether it's, you know, you can't connect to a Zoom call or Netflix starts buffering, it can be really difficult to figure out why that problem is occurring. Right. So what we do at Route This is we create technology that sits on, uh, you know, consumer's mobile phone and essentially turns that mobile phone into a probe that can go out and diagnose why a consumer's network isn't working and what they need to do to fix it. So whether that's, you know, you're trying to watch Netflix and it's buffering or whether um, you know, they can't join their Zoom call, throughout this technology product can figure that out and fix it for you. So we, um, we don't go directly to the consumer. We sell to um, Internet service providers as well as smart home companies right. who bring this technology to the end consumer through their products and offerings. So I guess some, because I know in the past, if I, if I have a problem with my Wi-Fi at home, I sometimes will just unplug the modem and plug it back in, but it's not always that easy anymore? No, exactly. I, there's so many different things that can cause problems with, uh, with these networks these days, right? Like sometimes it's, you know, Wi-Fi coverage problems. People are getting, you know, mesh networks these days it might be something that someone else is doing on your network that's causing issues like you're trying to watch netflix and uh you know you think your kids are upstairs uh doing their homework but they're really playing Fortnite. <laughs> and th- there can be a ton of these different issues that can cause them um i used to run a different uh a smart home company back in the day and we, we tracked 70 unique issues that would break a customer's network and ultimately cripple their uh their experience so Rebooting the router is a good place to start, but it is by no means the uh, silver bullet that gets these issues solved most of the time. And this allows people to uh, diagnose this problem at home uh, instead of having, you know, like maybe a tech come out or something. Like you said, it's through your cell phone, right? Yeah, exactly. So so we have a, a suite of um, self-service offerings that would essentially enable a customer to just hit a button on their cell phone in a mobile app. It would, you know, the cell phone would connect to their Wi-Fi network, analyze all the different stuff that's happening on it, and then ultimately tell the customer what they need to do to resolve it. And then we also have the same capabilities available to the support agency you might call. So let's say, you know, our self-help solution can't get you resolved or, you know, you just want to talk to someone. Our technology could be used by the, the call center as well to um, to solve these issues for the agent on the uh, other end diagnosing these problems. How do you see the world of Wi-Fi changing in the future? Because as you said, I mean, you know, 15, 20 years ago, all we did really use our, our internet connections for was checking email. Now, I was at an electronics store the other day, and they have a fridge that is connected to Wi-Fi. Uh, exactly. how, do you, how, how do you see, uh, are there going to be more devices connected to Wi-Fi, do you think? Or do you think we've reached the, the peak of it? 
No, I, I think everything's about to become connected. And I, I think more products, like most of the consumer goods we interact with inside the home are going to become Wi-Fi connected and hooked up to the internet in some way in the next 10 years. And, and I think that's just part of the larger trend that's at play here, which is connectivity at home is just the thing that backs most of what we do. And I, and I think that trend's got years and years and years to, uh, to run on it before it's over. How, uh, Jason, how user-friendly is this for somebody who's maybe not um, as up to speed with technology? Yeah, that's a, a terrific, uh, terrific question. So the, the, the non-tech savvy user is fundamentally who we built this technology for. So I mean, the you know, I, and I'll uh, name myself among the group, but, you know, the, the tech nerds like me have always been great at diagnosing these issues and fixing our networks and all that kind of stuff. What we set out to do with Route This was to build a product that could be used by really anyone to troubleshoot these kinds of issues, regardless of, you know, your technical background. And then that's specifically the user that we uh, that we designed for. Interesting. So how how do you get this? OK, from your idea to being in an app on someone's phone? <laughs> yeah. You, you mean how we. um uh, like scale the business to this point or do yeah. you mean more so like yeah. how we, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I first came up, uh, me and my founders came up with this idea, um, back when we were running a smart home company and, you know, the, these problems used to drive us mad. We had tons of people calling into the call center saying they were having trouble with, uh, you know, internet connectivity. And ultimately we didn't have great ways to diagnose and troubleshoot and figure out what their problems are. So, I mean, that was kind of the first introduction to, okay, I think the world needs technology that can do this and do this well. But, you know, from there, I mean, we, we just look to reach out to companies who are, you know, similar to the one that I used to run that we think had similar problems and, you know, ultimately have built about a 70-person team uh, today that, you know, focuses on helping to bring this top product to, uh, to market. And it's been, uh, it's been quite successful. I mean, we've got over 100 ISPs and smart home customers uh, today and um, uh, just announced a $25 million uh, financing round this morning as well. Wow. So um, if someone, say someone like myself is looking to, to get this, um, how, how, how about do I, how do I go about doing that? Do I contact, you know, Rogers? Like, how do you go about doing it? Yeah. Yeah. So, so we, your, the ISP or smart home company you're trying to work with would need to be a customer of Rogers to get access to this technology today. So um, right now, essentially, if your ISP was a customer of ours, which there, there are a good number in kind of southern Ontario who, uh, who are, um, when you go, it, go to contact support, you essentially would come across our apps and our products. And it wouldn't say route this on them. It would you know, be white labeled to that ISP. So you wouldn't know it was route this technology, but it would be us under the hood powering those kind of self-help experiences you'd be seeing. Awesome. All right, Jason, I think that is it. Thanks very much for your time today. Thank you very much for having me. Jason Moore is CEO of Route This. You know, that's not really interesting. You know, it's helping people troubleshoot Mm -hmm. their Wi-Fi issues at home because it's, again, my instinct is to just, you know, unplug the the modem and plug it back in. And sometimes, quite frankly, I'd, I, maybe you don't need to do this anymore because I remember years ago when the internet started, whenever there was a problem, you unplug the modem. Mm-hmm. And I just instinctively do that maybe every couple of weeks. I'll just... Yeah. Un- I might not be even reset. experiencing any kind of problem, but mm-hmm. just going back from years ago, that kind of 
kept things clean and clean out the system. So every couple of weeks, I just unplug my modem for five minutes and plug it back in just as a precaution. Maybe I don't even need to do that. (laughs) That's our Tuesday Tech Spotlight feature. Producer Polly and Brittany are filling in this week. Uh, Speaking of... I'm speaking to myself in the third person. <laughs> I'm producer Paulie, you're Brittany, and you're listening to Kitchener Today on City News 570. Almost done. Ten more minutes, Brittany. <laughs> Not too bad. I, I mean, I. How do you feel? Um, You're still nervous. Yeah, it's it's yeah. nerve wracking. I've never. I know you filled in before. I've other than the you know half hour that you are invited to come on with yeah. the hosts. I've never. I've never done yeah. a live a live show like this before. Yeah, it's, it's, there's, there's a lot on your shoulders, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's, it's like, I mean. Yeah, and I'm not going to lie. Like, you have in your head, you can do it, you can do it, but then you have those little voices in the back of your head that are going, ah, you can't do this. And, yeah. Yeah, because. And, of course, there's Twitter trolls that love to oh, weigh in on, thing. on I mean, the it's, matter at there's hand. There's a couple of people on Twitter who have been, you know, Poking, mm-hmm. poking my bear a little bit. I mean, whatever. Yeah, and yeah, but let's, I, I would like to remind everybody tomorrow is Pink Shirt Day. Uh, in other it? words, anti-bullying day. So don't bully us. <laughs> I thought we're it was trying today. our best. I thought I thought the uh, no tomorrow Wednesday the bullying thing was oh, it's tomorrow Wednesday February twenty. See, at least they told us ahead of time. That this is one of my beefs with the you know. The special day people are like, whoa, today is National Cupcake Day. Well, you should have told me the day before so I can go out to the grocery store and buy the stuff so I can wake up to a cupcake. Don't tell me the day of. What are you doing to me here? Oh, so, yeah, there's been a couple of things on Twitter. Oh, oh, I don't want to listen to this. I'm changing the channel. Okay, I'm doing I'm doing the best I can. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a behind the scenes guy. I I really I wouldn't want to host a show all day every day. Mm-hmm. You know, like this week, cool. And maybe if I did, maybe 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 by the end of the week, I'm like maybe I do like this. But I like I, I'm an introvert. I like the behind the scenes stuff. I like I'm there. I can react to something that someone else is saying. But it, it's a lot of pressure, and that's the thing too. Like I've, I've done a bit of music radio, right? Mm-hmm. So if you run out of things to say. You play a couple of songs. Mm-hmm. You don't have that here. <laughs> In talk radio, it's all out there. There's nothing to bail you out. You're flapping in the breeze. You're 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 out. You're out there. There's nothing to bail you out. So, oh, Polly, I think you're doing a fantastic well, job. Thank you. So we'll see. We'll see what tomorrow. Because the thing is, I, I've had like is we knew about this since last Thursday, mm-hmm. and so I had four, five days. To prepare for this. All mm-hmm. right, Tuesday, what are we going to do? So I've had four days to, you know, kind of think of ideas. Hype yourself and up. hype myself up and get the show ready. <laughs> and now when we leave the air here in seven minutes, I'm going to have, what, 21 hours to prepare a whole other three hours of radio. So it's crunch mm-hmm. time. 
Mm-hmm. So, but prepare. One, maybe have a few glasses of wine. But, yeah, we'll see how yeah. it goes. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be hungover, Polly, tomorrow. <laughs> Oh, because the phone calls are coming in. Oh, I love Let's this. Let's see what's going on here. Les, you're on the air. Go ahead. Hi, you two. Good. How you doing? Good. I was a little worried last week about what I was going to hear this week. Uh, this is great. Um, you know, um, Glenn Belcher said you should have your own show, April. I, I, he's told me that off the air. I, I, obviously, he said it on the air at some point because you heard it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Les. That's, uh, that, that's yeah, very nice. I'll, all the best to you, too. Yeah, thank you. Okay, bye. All right, we got Lorraine on the line. Lorraine, go ahead. Hi, you guys are doing great. Thank you. Good going. It's 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 nerve-wracking. Yeah, Lorraine, you want to come in and host yeah, for a day? Yeah, yeah. T- tomorrow Lorraine's going to host. How yeah, about that? Yeah, come on, Lorraine. <laughs> yeah. I did it a long time ago, part host. <laughs> oh, wow. At a teen, pl- a teen thing. It's 4.30 Saturday afternoon time for the latest news, news, sports interviews from the GCI. There you go. That was your audition. We'll see you tomorrow, Lorraine. <laughs> oh, did you go to Grand River, Lorraine? Uh, part, part of that was on, on Galt Station. Oh, right. KGR. And, oh, okay. So it's like a high school thing? GCI. Right. All right. Cool. So Lorraine has experience. So see you tomorrow, Lorraine. Perfect. She's already got one of the prerequisites. (laughs) There you go. All right, cool. It makes me feel a little bit better. Okay, I'm scared. I'm scared to pick up this phone. Uh Uh-oh. Rob Deutschman is on the line. Rob, what do you want? Hey, guys, Rob Deutschman here. Yeah. What can I do for you? (laughs) Hey. Now, you know, often when I'm with Mike, it's uh, Uncle Rob. I'm COVID Rob now. I'm slowly recovering from that after last Friday. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. But you guys are doing a good job. And, uh, Britt, no problems there. You're you're, you're awesome. And so are you, Polly. But I just want to say this, Polly. You, you mentioned the cupcake, and you said you'd wake up with one. I thought you'd wake up every morning with a cupcake. No, oh, that's nice. Yes, I'm assuming he's referring to my wife, right? <laughs> and, you're, and you're working with a cupcake. What can I say? You gotta, there you, you gotta go. All around. Yes, thank you. All the best to you guys. That's very Keep nice, Rob. Take care, that's very cool. All right, we got Guy on the line. Guy, go ahead. Or hey, Guy? Hey, no problem. Either one works for me, Paul. Polly. Uh, I just want to congratulate you and Brittany. Um, Friday, I was really skeptical. I talked with Brian. I said, you guys, you know, you got the really big shoes to fill. But by God, you guys come close to filling them to the top today. Oh, yeah, that's, that's very job. nice. Now, all the compliments are coming out at the oh, beginning of yeah, the show. I love it. I'm going to record all these and yeah, then play them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My, my father used to have a, what he called an ego file. Mm-hmm. So whenever somebody said something nice about him or something nice was said about him in a company email or something, he would print it out and put it into a file folder. Whenever he was feeling down, he'd pull out his ego file. So that's mm-hmm. very nice. I, I should have an ego audio tape. You can play it while you're sleeping. You know those... Um, those hypnotic tapes, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you are awesome. You are You're awesome. a great host, You are Polly. great. <laughs> so I just, I want to clarify, because we, we touched on this at the beginning of the show. So obviously we know, you know, Brian has retired from radio. Uh, he's moving on to something that's not in radio, but never say never, mm-hmm. as he said. So Brittany and I are not the permanent hosts. Mm-hmm. There's, there's going to be a few months where there's different people sliding in and out. And I wouldn't be surprised, Brittany, if maybe they do ask us from time to time over the next few months. But uh, uh, so that's what's happening. But it, that's very nice of Rob to uh, 
you know, a couple of callers said, I was skeptical about what I was going to hear. <laughs> and so that's that's very nice. So we're kick we're, us down, but then build us back up. We're here all week. <laughs> Try the veal. <laughs> Doug, you're on the air. Go ahead. Well, listen, Polly, I've, I've been uh, listening. I've known Brian since uh, way back when he was still sitting on the billboard making money. For yeah. I uh, met him at a couple of fundraisers and then listened to him and listened to him. I'm on the road every day, so uh, I depend on you guys for traffic and weather as well as your sister station, Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always get back in time to to listen. I didn't make it out on Friday in time to talk to Brian before he got away, so I'm kind of sad I missed that. But if they don't ask you guys to fill in a little more often, then they don't know what they're missing. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, uh, you got good chemistry between the two. I like the way you talk, and you're very, very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here, uh, be very, very careful, uh, Doug. Assuming uh, you're, you're just you're, you're <laughs> doing your best, and you talk, and and uh, good ideas and good exchanges, and uh, one one phone call, one hour at a time, guys. All oh, right, cool. thank I, you. I'm blushing. <laughs> oh, please stop it. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's. <laughs> Who's been on the line longer here? I think yes, Gary has been on the line longer. Let's go to Gary. Gary, go ahead. Hi, how you doing, Polly? Good. Uh, I was just listening to you guys. You're doing a great job, a real good job. But I can't help but think, like if Brian's listening. I'm sure he is. I know. Here. He sent me an email earlier. I know for oh, a fact he was listening if, uh, an hour ago. Yeah, so listen, don't be too uh, too humble. You guys are doing a great job. Don't feed him, because when he comes back, he's going to razz you guys. I can just hear it. <laughs> yeah. well, uh, thanks, thanks Gary. Way. Uh, you know what? Let's take one more call. We got one more call hanging on the line, and then let's hang this thing up for the day. Mark, go ahead. Well, afternoon, Paul. Um, yeah, this is Jeffrey Paul. Usually, when I call in, you either throw me over to Farmwell or Burke. Right. So this is a bit different. Okay. So you, 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 uh, okay. You're Anyhow, used to me picking uh, up been, the phone first. Pardon me. Because usually I screen the caller. You used to hearing my voice first. Is that what you're talking yeah, about? You answer the phone and you say you got a comment for the right, uh, right. But and so this is a bit different, and it's cool. I, I enjoyed you guys today, both you and Britt. And um, you asked earlier today in your show uh, what you you asked the listeners what they might want to hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A segment. Um, do a thing, do a half hour show on music. Oh, not a bad on idea. Assorted music. Yeah, there was there was an article in the record over the weekend about our local music scene, and that was one thing that I had thought of. Uh, maybe we will do that tomorrow or mm-hmm. later this week. That's a good idea. Something yeah. music related always, you know, lighten things up. So, mm-hmm. Brittany, we've we done made our it. first show. We made our first show. Now we got to do it three more times this week. <laughs> <laughs> we got the five seventy afternoon news coming up next with uh, Paul McPhee and Aaron Anderson. Brittany and I. Oh, go ahead. You want to say something? You were leaning into the... All right. <laughs> Brittany and I, me being producer Polly, are back tomorrow at noon. Bye Cheers, for KW. Now. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we'll talk to you tomorrow.